Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a three part space hosted by CEO coach Bruce Wrangler Confessions, beautiful experiences you cherish. Let's take a listen. How's the cream? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's one of the few things I can enjoy with keto. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're still doing that. Uh huh. Nice. Um, how, uh, how are you finding life with no carbs? Mm, it's not too bad. I need to, um, I need to find some more delectables. One thing I've got really into is diet drinks, you know, like diet Fanta and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> zero, zero sugar Fanta. Um, uh, and I also found, um, sugar-free chopper chops. They've only got polyols. They have no sugar, but I've also been told like, if you have these things, they might spike your blood sugar. So I'm not too sure about them. But sometimes yeah. I allow myself like one one sugar free lollipop or something, which is quite nice. Um, also, loads of dark chocolate. That's really nice too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the sugar free like, I mean like sugar free or Coke Zero and uh, sugar free Red Bull. That stuff just Jesus man. It it you know I I can't go out after that. I my fucking shitting myself. Um, just pure laxatives. Enjoy enjoy your dinner, by the way. Hey coach, this is uh, Rob. I don't know if you remember, but um, I was listening to what you're saying about people being in the space for so long. Like yesterday, I don't know what what it was. I just did not feel like talking. But I, I was literally in that space mm-hmm. with with uh, Steffi and Addie and you for like 13 or like 11 hours. And I was in there for like eight hours, and so many different things happened. Like I was like living my life. I had the stuff in my, I had the uh, things in my headphones, my headphones on. I was just like living life. I was going out, getting, doing normal stuff. And I was just listening, but I didn't feel like talking, but I was just, it was weird because like there were so many times where I wanted to like jump in and mention some stuff, but I didn't want to like mess with the flow of conversation. Right. I just, you know, it was like a mixture of like, voyeur mixed with like keeping things natural mixed with like uh not caring (laughs) so that was and i thought about it too i was like why am i in here for like eight hours and i had to turn it off because like at 10 o'clock i was like what am i doing like i got some value from it like you brought some pretty good points i don't and the thing is i don't really remember them but i like wrote them down too so like, I'll, like things that I've been thinking about that like I haven't heard anyone else really say. So like, it was just really interesting to be in space for that long and not say anything. I don't know if I could keep on doing it, to be honest. And like people, mm. I, you know, like some people, I would imagine the thing that would creep me out is if, if someone was like listening for like maybe half a month and never said anything, not engaged with my content, like 
instant DM me or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm just someone that has been on Twitter for a long time that just started using it like more, like a lot more like in 2020 late. And so like, I've had my account since I think this is like 2009 or something, but I never really cared about Twitter except for these last two years. So I'm really just still figuring out like all these anons and I usually use it for crypto and um, starting businesses. And um, yeah, so that gives you, hopefully that gives you some insight on one form of thinking about why people are in these spaces. Mm -hmm. um, well, now that you're here and you're talking, perhaps you would like to share some information about a hobby or an obsession that you've had, like really in-depth sort of obsession. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be that like that obsessive, I guess, but just something you spent a lot of time on and have um, a decent knowledge of that maybe is surprising or unusual. Like I was just sharing about perfumes. Um, yeah. Addie was sharing about her stalking. I had an obsession. I had an obsession. I just re remembered. So my parents recently moved, and they like took all of the stuff, like they were living in like the house that they were living in. And then they moved to another house and I helped them move. And they're like 45 minutes away from me. But um, I used to play soccer growing up and um, I was homeschooled too. So um, I would, you know, go to school at home and then I would go to like play sports, like play soccer, baseball. And I did a little tennis and Whenever I would go to soccer practice, and this was like five times a week, I would put on the shin guards, right? And in order to keep my shin guards on my calves, I would use electrical tape. And then I would wrap it around my, my calves so I'd keep the shin guard up. And it was like everyone would kind of do it. And then at the beginning, we would put our, put our shin guards on. And then afterwards, when we were done with practice, we would take them off. And for five years, I would take that electrical tape and then I would like roll it in a, in, in, in a ball. And I would do that. I did that for five years every day. And I was obsessed with just getting how big could I get this electrical tape. And in my mind, it was like showing me like, not only was I getting better with like skills, like I could dribble, you know, I could shoot, I could kick the ball better. You know, I was moving, I was playing more minutes in the game, you know, I was scoring more, but also it was like a visual representation of like of time. Like I could actually see holding my hand, like this big electrical tape ball and like, yep, this is how much soccer I've done. Well, and um, yeah. when you say about electrical tape, what I'm thinking is you were like a little robot boy and you were kind of like Pinocchio, but robot instead of wood, like I guess 2022 edition. And like your father welded you together. He was a welder like that guy in the space the other day. And um but the thing is it just you just kept falling apart because you would kick so hard because well, I don't know if you're American, maybe you would throw so hard, I don't know. Um, so you had all this tape. And I guess in a way, the fact that the tape kept getting bigger and bigger was almost a representation of you growing up and realizing that your father was a person too, because he didn't build you perfectly. You still needed this tape. And as it gets bigger, it's sort of like a metaphor for your growth and development from a young robot boy into a robot adult. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I didn't think of it that way, but 
<laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way. But what I was thinking of it as, so I, I would play competitively. So I would go all over like California, Arizona, um, Canada, and I even played some competitive soccer like in Portugal and England um, at a very young age. Um, so um, I would like, I want to do what I want to do with that ball is I want to cut it in half and I kind of want to see kind of like a, you know, a tree grows. Yeah. I want to like see the sections of like, oh, okay, this is where I started. So that's what like, that's like a, that I did that was, that I was reminded of um, at a young age. And like when you remind, like if you, what, here's a question. What, Zara, what at a very young age were you obsessed about? Uh, caterpillars. I love them. I just, just walk home from school and I just pick them off, pick them off plants, put them in a jam jar poke some holes in the top lovely and I ended up doing my university dissertation I mean I wasn't obsessed with them my whole life but I ended up doing my university dissertation on something to do with butterflies um because I did biology so um yeah I didn't I just think they look cool primarily and it's actually funny because right now I'm drawing a butterfly so I don't know there's a lot of talk about like butterflies being to do with MK Ultra and like the Monarch project or whatever like some Illuminati stuff I just think they look nice. I don't think there's that much to it. At home, what are you trying to say? Like, you can just unmute yourself and talk. You don't need to put your hand up. It's okay. I like it, though. It's nice. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, probably the reason why, like, I usually don't like talking spaces is, like, recently I had, like, gotten doxxed because of, like, work-related stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just you guys are pretty enjoyable. So, just, like, I kind of listen to you guys in the background half the time and, you know, it's pretty interesting. Hold on. When you, say you got, when you say you got docs, do you mean somebody recognized you on Twitter in real life? Um, so basically, like, what I'm like more worried about is that some influencer, like, long story short, went up, a, a, went up against, like, a union to, like, decertify them, long story short. And they got really pissed off because I was going to cost a million dollars if I was successful. So they had some, like, influencer come out and basically, like, put my license and all that stuff like that. And like, basically like my LinkedIn, Facebook, all that stuff like got, you know, bombarded with uh, some trolls. So I just kind of have tried to like keep on like the DL with everything. Wait, are and, you a union buster? Is that what you just said? Uh, no, 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 not a union buster. I am just a, a worker, but the, the people that I came in um, weren't the greatest of people. You know what I mean? Like they came in, threatened our jobs and all that stuff like that. So it was very, it wasn't the right fit for a lot of us. And so. Home, you're cutting in and out, brother. So we wanted somebody like, we wanted like a different union or form of like an independent one because it was clearly evident, like the group that came in was more worried about money than actually helping us, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, home. I think um your connection was cutting really hard in and out there, so we don't think we caught all of it. But um, it sounds cool. I, I mean, I didn't really get the full part of it because of the connection, but it sounds like a cool story. And thank you for telling us. And also, thank you for speaking. But yeah, if I, if I don't like really, and sometimes like I'm at work or something like that, because <laughs> right now, like you know, um, it's easy for me to just like listen in the background or something like that, but. Um, 
yeah, if you don't like hear me, like I'm real, all that stuff like that. No, I'm not like, you know, an alt account. <laughs> you know, it's uh, so like when I was on the hosting earlier, I had a phone call from work come in. And I don't know why, but like you can't just like AFK on this fucking thing. Sometimes it just like destroys the entire room and like closes it, which is kind of annoying. So, yeah, if you see like I'm kind of like off in La La Land, it's usually because there's like a phone call or something coming in. And like, uh, oh, you know what I decided? I'm going to put my hand up if I'm not here, like if I'm AFK or something, because like then you can tell what the fuck's going on, because uh, like it's confusing when uh, you can't find somebody anyway. I was on a I was on a LinkedIn audio only call and um, it was reminding me a little bit of Twitter Spaces. But what they do is when you're on LinkedIn, I mean LinkedIn's going to be doing this and like if you're going to get doxxed, you're definitely going to get doxxed on LinkedIn, but if you want to be like professional, like you can move over to and I, I think I might do this a little bit because I want my I want to talk to more people in, in my arena um, professionally, but like LinkedIn is doing something very similar to spaces. So I feel like mm-hmm. if people are wanting to, to go onto LinkedIn, like you're definitely going to get doxxed if you do any type of audio on LinkedIn here. When you say your arena, do you mean like a robot boy football arena where you'll cover yourself in electric tape? Because that's what I was imagining, like, like a LinkedIn <laughs> like robot boy networking event, you know? Yeah. Where did you get the robot boy from? Is it like my voice or is it? No, no, no. It's the electric tape. I have. Why else would you need it to be electric? I don't understand. Do you ever, like when you watch people play soccer, do you ever see like the shin guards that they have? I put electrical tape around my shin guards so it wouldn't like fall down while I'm running. Honestly, I don't really watch sports because I'm not a lesbian, but like it's not a guy thing. I just never really been interested. I'm actually, I'm actually getting a call. I'll be, I'll be back. Yeah, have fun. Why doesn't he do the call on here? What's he got to hide? He's probably talking in robot. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. Am I audible? Hi, nobody. I can't help but notice after I mentioned you earlier, you sent me a message saying hi. What did yes, you mean by yes. that? Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, my name is Ayan, and uh, I'm in your role. Usually, I don't speak in spaces because there is a language barrier. My first language is not English. And the other thing is, uh, I'm uh, probably 19 years old. So everybody is here is older than me and more mature. And so whenever I listen to all of you, I learn uh, new things uh, every time. So I rather listen to you rather than speak and uh, yes uh, i send you hi because uh, you mentioned me like uh, nobody didn't speak so yeah i'm gonna follow you back because you're really cool and we can be friends now we should all follow him hey nobody uh maybe tell us something fun about yourself like what's your uh what do you like to do yeah Uh, fun there is nothing in my life right now fun because bear market. I'm currently a student uh, in college and fun. No, I mean, do you like maybe do you sing maybe or do you uh, uh, like do drawings or something like that? No, no, I uh, usually fun for uh, I play cricket if you know sports. 
Oh yeah, were you, were you a batsman or what are you? Uh, batsman. That's cool. Good stuff. Uh, yesterday, uh, coach asked uh, Sefi a question about uh, how will you raise your children to be like uh, not become a like selfish or arrogant person like uh, uh, every rich kid is out there. So in India, basically uh, there is a uh, Gujarat is if you heard of community uh, of businessmen. Nobody, you're cutting out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There is a... No need to apologize. Uh, it's probably 4 a.m. in India. I'm currently on bed. I'm audible I'm now. sorry, we can't hear you. Your connection's really... Uh, it was good at first, but now it's gone bad again, like how it was with... um. The Robin, but it's nice talking to you. I don't think we can really talk very easily with connections like this, but you know, thank you for talking. Yo. It's cool, yes, and yes. good luck with the crypto also. Mm. Yes. Zara, can I ask you a question? Yeah, have you ever looked into the correlation between how eyes look and health and vitality and stuff? Uh, I looked into it a bit. There's there's like some cool stuff that I would like. Uh, like melanin and the iron and stuff like how babies eyes color like change when they're born and stuff but um there's a whole like thing of like reading eyes and like yeah. reading, like, like astrology for eyes and i haven't really gone into that to be honest no i've only just i've only looked at it a little bit like some things are obvious right like like the limbal ring the the dark ring around the eye around the the iris is it, it kind of fades with time so a stronger and darker one is is more to do with like youth and vitality and people at the end of their lives almost have n none at all um mm. so there are like correlates like that but i don't know the actual like um i haven't looked into it beyond that have you mm. ever looked at this steffi diagnosing people through their eyes well i mean there's like uh like what do you call it kaiser fleischer rings or whatever and like certain copper deficiency and what have you but like uh no i don't really look at the eyes that close for what i do yeah something that i thought was interesting to do with this was um my grandma when she was um she was like in her 90s she had quite bad dementia and um she had like really bright blue eyes and i remember talking to her um and she was just like you know dementia maxing repeating herself and stuff um we were just hanging out and um, I was looking into her eyes, and she had like the most piercing blue eyes. And around it, it was like a ring, like a really, really thick ring mm. of like purple. Like, and I've never seen eyes like my grandma's on anyone else. And I don't remember her having eyes like that when I was younger. I don't know if maybe I just remembered it more in that moment. Some, some people that's normal, and but some people there's like a slightly different thing where it's like a copper deficiency. And you can get I mean, like oh, liver actually, problems. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, to be honest, that's a pretty good chance. Did she have, like, liver problems? Um, she didn't really, but she was very old at that point. Um, yeah, a lot of times that's just, like, it can be with age, too. But, yeah, yeah. there's some very specific type of things that are, like, like diagnosed through the eyes. But um, I don't really have, a, like, some, any extreme expertise in that, but it's interesting. Yeah, like, uh, what is it called? If you, um, I was looking into this the other day. A deficiency of something makes your eyes all like yellow and like uh, like fat deposits on and stuff. My mum worked in eyes for a bit. I I've heard of that before. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. The, uh, the uh, fruitarians um, 
are actually really into this stuff. The uh, iridology, I think it's called, um, where they look at eyes as a uh, a um, way to see somebody's health. And they have, uh, it's called iridology, I think. Um, so they have whole like, uh, you know, kind of similar to like reflexology, I think it is, like with the uh, points on the feet and how that kind of um, corroborates with like different organs and whatnot. Uh, the same sort of thing, like they think can be seen in the eyes. So like, yeah, if you like had a liver problem or like, um, you know, kidney or whatever, you can kind of see that in the eyes. And then they also think that, uh, um, some people's eyes are actually blue beneath the brown, like, like you either have brown eyes or blue eyes, but some people, some people's eyes are actually brown. Um, but beneath that is actually blue and it's brown because they're so toxic. And some people apparently have like turned their eyes from brown to blue by doing like yeah. all fruit basically. So I, I looked into that a little bit recently actually, cause I'm like kind of curious about, uh, trying to do fruit. Like, I mean, I don't think it'd be sustainable long-term, but for a little while, just as a way to like cleanse for a bit. Like they change the color of their eyes based on their diet? Is that what you're saying? Well, by by eating like mostly fruit or only fruit, um, because they say that it clears like uh, lymph or gets the lymph flowing and mm-hmm. allows the body to kind of like detox um, easier. So, I mean, some people do this. Like a, a lot of the stuff is just sort of like this. There's a lot of it's just generally made up, though. So people just say stuff. I don't know. Yeah, um, like yeah. I mean, all I, these like de- these detox type things are kind of like whatever. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. The sustainability is always in question. That's the other thing. I don't. I personally don't think it's sustainable, but I think it might be uh, beneficial for like a short period of time or something like that. I would. I would be yeah. willing to try it for a little while, see how it feels. I mean, I've done like only fruit for like a few days, and it actually does feels pretty good. Um, but I think you got a lot of Tinder dates to go on. You make sure you eat lots of fruit so your eyes turn blue. Get those match numbers up. <laughs> I mean, what Stephanie was saying about the eye, the rings becoming clearer if you've got like a copper deficiency. And I was uh, with the iron and like babies and having like basically having like gray hair, like in, in terms of the practical sense of it. Um, like when babies come out with really light hair and light eyes and they darken over time, it's usually because of the overload of thoughts. And- so, like. And actually, Sarah, what I was mentioning was it's not necessarily like a deficiency. You're, it's like an enzyme that someone is like broken in terms mm-hmm. of genetically with. And then what happens is, is that like copper metabolism gets affected. And so yeah. it's not like directly like I didn't eat enough mm-hmm. copper or something like that. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. Um, I just think I think people's eye, color, people's eye colors do change. But like in terms of like a fruit only diet, for example, do you see any changes in your body after like, for example? not having like any protein for however long then it's probably not going to be a great one at the same time these crazy restriction diets sometimes work but it's sort of on a basis usually that you're just not eating processed food instead like it's not because you're cutting out all meat it's because you're not eating like big mac whopper you know yeah i mean it, it very well could be just not necessarily what you're eating but more so what you're not eating sometimes in that case hi to kate by the way I see you, speaker. Let me just look at your profile picture for the first time. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. Oh, how have you been? How's life? There's like birds screaming outside. Um, yeah, life is good. Um, 
not much going on today. There's something weird about Kate's profile picture. Have you noticed this, guys? It's like when you look at it, you think it's just like a, it's like you flip between two things. It's it looks like a kind of a, a nice kind of blue blur of of colors, and then you realize that when you look a bit more closely, that it's a kid with a gun. But then again, you forget again, and it becomes like a blur of blue colors. It's it's a weird one. It's like you you it's like you can't quite always get the same result. Hmm? You can't always get the same result. It, yeah, it's like your brain defaults to just looking like big picture, and it's not clear whether it's like a kid or not. It just looks like a blue mush. But then, like when you look back at it, it suddenly appears. It's interesting. No, no, I, I agree. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, what's that? And then, you know, I hit Kate's profile and looked at her picture and I'm like, oh, it's a, a little kid holding like an MP5. <laughs> nice. But Kate, what made you um, adopt this particular child, right? It was a very spur of the moment decision. I got it like a year ago or more, a year and a half ago. I just I had one of my camera roll and that was like the most recent photo that I found funny. But I think in retrospect, it was a great decision. I love him. Interesting that you call your child an it, though. I meant the profile picture, not like the boy. He's a he. So true. I do see what you mean about the blue, though, because, like, I always just, I don't know why, but, like, um, I always see, I always thought it was a picture. (laughs) I never clicked on it for a long time, and I thought it was, like, a picture of Kate. Like somehow, like some weird angle or something. I don't know. Like I just saw like the blue blur, and I was like, yeah, like there's probably like her in there somewhere. But also, like equally, I never clicked on Coach's profile picture until yesterday, and I opened it, and it made me feel really sick. So it's just like you know, sometimes it's best to just go not click on it and just like go off vibes. Yeah, I'm, I miss Coach's old profile picture. Oh, the good old mouse days. I think Chaos was uh, had his hand up waiting, or he, she, whatever, cats. Chaos, what's going on? Hi, Sefi. Uh, thank you so much for asking this question, Coach. Uh, why I'm not speaking that much uh, in Twitter spaces. Uh, I actually asked this question myself like three or four days ago. I, I was in your spaces like more than 10 times. Uh, I don't know, maybe more than 15 hours and i'm really enjoying it why i'm not speaking that much maybe it's because my english is not that good uh Mm. i kind of still handle this conversations like the conversations that you have in this room i got i'm originally from iran but i lived in united states for 11 years and i got the u.s nationality too and uh, i got two masters and i'm a phd drop off from the states um, one of the masters was from uh, harvard but uh, maybe it's not just english i'm i'm new in the in this crypto space but i'm really enjoying the conversations that you guys have in this room and i know a lot about you i mean i don't think that we can just uh, judge somebody um, from like whatever perfume or eye color or things like that. But, uh, but, uh, from just observing the conversations that you guys have, uh, I know, I know something about you guys, like it's like stories in my mind. And, 
I'm I'm enjoying these conversations. Thank thank you so much. Yeah, it's kind of fun, like uh, just kind of hearing like what weird things people are into, right? Like, I think everyone's weird is somebody else's like normal. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting how like <laughs> everyone has their own thing. That was kind of the subject today. It's kind of like what kind of like weird, um, you know, obsessions have people had and like, you know, some of them turn to like hobbies and some of them turn into like, just like maybe they're like totally stupid. You don't even feel like telling other people about them, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, uh, I know about cryptos like from I don't know two thousand and nine, but I never uh, bought any token or something like that. Uh, I was with a friend of mine the day that Luna crashed, and uh, uh, he bought me. He actually opened up a wallet for me, and he 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 bought me like I don't know two hundred thousand of. Uh, of Luna and send it to my wallet. Then uh, my introduction to the crypto space was uh, actually that the night that Luna crashed and it it started with a tragedy, unfortunately. Uh, And the reason why I start joining these conversations was then I started to add up my my lungs and stuff like that. And uh, this is where I, I I started to join these conversations, but uh, then little by little, I I I I I find I find them, especially uh, uh, the, the the rooms that that you are hosting, Sefi and and Coach, uh, very interesting, and I started enjoying it, and uh, and that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I have a I have a confession too. <laughs> um, Oh, one more thing though. Yesterday, one of the best moments, like one of the realest moments that I've heard on space and like people are so raw on space, but like the most, like, it was just beautiful. It was like when you guys, I think it was coach or maybe Addy asked, like if there was a moment, if you were, if someone was dying or something that you guys would be like, Sefi, would you dox yourself to like save like their lives? And like that, 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 like, I don't know, it was 10, 15. I don't know. It was like, it was a, a good moment of time where, you, where it was just like, oh my gosh, that was just beautiful to hear. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's awesome. I was really happy to hear that. That that's the, I mean, there are a lot of contradictions in, in, in the, 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 these rooms, especially, uh, I mean, wherever the coach is and, uh, one of the masters that I did was anthropology, cultural anthropology. And I dropped off the, I, I was doing my PhD in anthropology too, but I dropped off for some reasons. And, uh, what I was working on was, uh, uh, social media. I was doing my PhD in Boston University, but I had uh, some other courses at MIT Media Lab too. Uh, I, I mean, I know something about social media and um, the, the contradictions that I just mentioned is, I mean, it, it's supposed to be about long, but uh, it was always about something else. And uh, there, uh, I don't know what's going on there yet, but uh, uh, these guys are the the, the coach and the Sefi. Uh, they're they're I think pretty smart, and uh, I mean this is maybe the main reason why I started just joining these spaces. And uh, by the way, currently I'm living in Istanbul, Turkey, and 
it's two o'clock there and I'm still here. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm really enjoying it, really. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to maybe find out that something, what's actually going on, the, the, the spaces that started from long, uh, it's, it's how can it end up in confessions and something like that. Um, I was just wondering, what was your other master's in and your PhD and stuff? Uh, my actually undergrad was, it was electrical engineering. And uh, my first master was drama. It was from Tehran University in Iran. And uh, the master's that I did in US was cinema. I mean, movie production and, the, and, and cultural anthropology and then PhD in cultural anthropology. Yeah, I studied. I studied anthropology also. Yeah, like uh, so. Are you kind of a more Persian background, or uh, what's your what's your like uh, like what's your uh, family background? I'm half Turkish, half Turk, because there are a lot of Turks living in in Iran, and uh, um, um, uh, my mother tongue was actually Turkish, and my father was Persian. Yeah, you have a distinctly uh, Irani sort of like uh, maybe voice. Like I've I've met a lot of Persians and such, and uh, have trained a lot of doctors that are from Persian background. And uh, yeah, you like I don't know. Like I would peg you pretty much as like a Persian from Iran if I had to guess. Oh wow, I didn't know that because uh, well, I'm actually, as I said, my mother tongue is Turkish, and uh, that's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's like just the 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 softness of the voice. Maybe something. Uh, I don't know. It just some. Maybe I just simply met people that has similar voice to yours. Oh wow! Oh wow! What can I say? Thanks. Well, I live in Boston for more than ten years, maybe eleven years, and uh, I think you are in New York, right? Uh, Addy is, yeah. I, I kind of usually don't say exactly where I am at any given moment, and I'm kind of around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living in Montauk, and I was thinking about fishing, like striper rounds and stuff like that. Maybe I'm just, maybe it was not you, whatever. Oh yeah, it's, someone had mentioned about Montauk and fishing. I don't remember who. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't me. Maybe uh, Addy or somebody. Oh, okay. That guy, By the way, I'm, I'm, David, I'm, I'm, whatever I'm, I'm, his name was, was he was yeah. in Montauk. Oh, David Goldstein, Glock Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, by the way, as I mentioned, I'm living in Istanbul, and for whatever reason, if you just come around, just shoot me a message or something, we can hang out. Cool. I have not been to Turkey yet. I should get there sometime. I mean, it's uh, it, it's good for just. For if you are a tourist, I mean you will enjoy. But uh, for living, it's it's a bit tough because of the economicals economic situation. That I mean the the inflation was more than one hundred percent this year, and not maybe a good spot for living. Uh, but it's cool if you just want to be here for a week or something. It's awesome. Cool. I think uh, sympathists. Uh... Any ideas? Oh, I was going to go back onto the eye stuff. And uh, because one of my uncles has like these r blue rings around it, around his eyes, the iris. And apparently that's called arc senilis. And 
I also wanted to corroborate with that other dude that was saying about the fruit diet. I'm not sure about the fruit diet, but there's this other Twitter user here that posted his eyes. And I believe at one point they were like brown. But then as he basically went on a raw diet, his eyes started to actually turn blue. Um, and then lastly, I was going to say for myself, confession is that I stare at the sun a lot and my eyes have actually gotten lighter and have like a more honeyer color than they were before. Um, also, if there's a lot of noise, it's because I'm cooking and I nearly uh, burned my liver, which I'm eating chicken livers. Mm. Tell more about the. Tell more about the. Uh, is it like sun gazing you do in a traditional sense, or what? Like what's... yeah. So I went through this heavy hardcore case of psychosis, and uh, I fell upon uh, reading about Edward Hopper and how one of his friends on one of the on the book that he has about his art, the interview, he was saying that he basically started looking at, he told, Edward Hopper told his friend that he should look at things with fascination. So when I was a kid, I used to stare at the sun a lot and I used to have a really like far out there ideas. And so I decided um, to start looking at the sun again <laughs> and, uh, and uh, looking at it through, you know, filters and camera and just really exploring, uh, sun gazing and uh the sun gazing part basically also kind of came with uh you should become healthier so uh on i ended up hardcore into the health twitter sphere so i started really going so into now the, you're like trim and fit but you're blind oh uh, no my eyes I'm my my vision has uh <laughs> well my vision has uh gotten predominantly better because uh i'm I actually had really bad vision. I, I received a trauma on my left eye and that severely hindered my vision there. And as a kid, I used to read a lot, like how to like make my uh, vision better. And so I would do exercises like looking for like something up close and then something far away, uh, you know, wearing an eye patch and then reading the newspaper and really focusing with my bad eye to get it better. It is uh, considerably much better than the vision I had as a child. So, but I do uh, hope that with my new job, since I've been welding, uh, that I do not actually hurt my vision. But it seems that I haven't hurt it, so I'm pretty like confident with uh, my sun gazing skills now. Um, but yeah, uh, I do recommend that uh, whenever you do have the time, to squint your eyes just right, uh, kind of gaze at maybe like a like directly at the sun, but then tilt your face up a bit more, like your eyes, so that it's like uh 30 degrees up and so you're kind of like viewing it from the bottom part of your eyes it, there's an actual forgot what it's called but there's a machine that the optometrist uses where they make you use um view uh from downward so that you're not actually focusing with your pupils directly at it and it makes it so that your vision augments you might and you might find this interesting like um so all of the windows uh, to my house that face uh the west you know where like usually i'm going to be home and i'm going to see the sun mm -hmm. uh so i've got this like uh so there's like there's uv protection so it's not going to like destroy everything but uh because i have a lot of really big windows and um but what i did is i put these like um motorized um shade things in so that like almost the entire day the sun comes into the house and the only time it closes is like um, maybe in like when the sun's at kind of the worst condition, but then it opens up like via astronomical clock, it opens up like 
an hour before sunrise. So you get that I'm mean, sunset. So you can get that nice, um, you know, low in the sky sun. So I kind of have this like space in the back, right? It's un- unimpeded as far as the sun, but like it helps me like get the best part of the sun in terms of like uh, seeing it all day. But then like, I don't have to go and open the the curtains or something like that to be able to experience it. So it's like every day it's like is Sunday or something. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That sounds like uh like always having like this giant when like, well, I guess not window, but at one point it seems like you don't have a window because it's seamless. Yeah. Like, and, and then on the, the other side of the house too, there's like uh, plenty of glass so that like, it's pretty much like light comes in all day long. And I like that kind of uh, like where the entire house is like lit most of the time. I just kind of like that feel versus like uh, just like light bulb light. It's funny that we're talking about this because um, three of my mutuals who are really addicted to like sunning their balls have just entered the chat. This berry guy, this Montenegro bra guy and Moth's secret shredder. Mm. Um, it's been a group chat with them and all they did was talk about like just you know how strong was the sun today and did you get any on your balls today and it made me feel really uncomfortable so I had to leave but um, they all joined and just started spelling emojis so not gonna front I did spend a, a long time in the desert like naked and I sunned my balls for a long time and it was in the desert where, like, yeah where? in the desert uh, Death Valley and the high desert. Uh, so San Bernardino, like the, and, uh, I actually like kind of hyperstition to next to like a graveyard, uh, in the desert. It was very vibrant and green. Are so, you, are you from that part of the country? Like near California? Yes. So, so I'm Californian. Have you gone out to Death Valley, uh, like during new moon where you have the, the, you essentially have like no clouds, no moon, nothing. Right. And you can see the galaxy and the, the you know like meteorites falling from the sky and all that like all it's really really beautiful have you gone there at night yes i i did i stayed at this uh canyon and uh Uh oh he lost his connection in the canyon sorry (laughs) yeah actually uh last year i went again and i was able to see like the sky for the first time without any clouds and the moon and it seemed like as time passed, there was just more and more stars. And before I knew it, it just looked like there was nothing but like stars in the sky. Like, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it can be up to like 120 degrees at night. So it's pretty brutal. But if you can get out there, it's one of those, uh, really, really like, um, great dark sky locations on the planet, right? Like there's very few places like it. And, and it's like, you're, it's like you're in space. It's like, you're, you just lay on your car or something like that. Look up at the sky. And it's just like one of the most brilliant experiences like you'll ever have. Like you just, if you see, go do that, like in some, like, for example, like Northern Canada or, you know, somewhere where there's just no lights, uh, like it's just completely, um, getting to a dark sky location is like a super, super memorable thing. Like I recommend everyone do it. It's just really like, you'll never forget. It's one of those things. My area is the first dark sky in Europe decreed. Nothing will dox me off that little nugget I've left. Confession. I ended up burning my chicken liver and the whole kitchen area got really smoky. So that's kind of embarrassing. Mm, Not really. It's yummy. Plus I already ate some of it raw. So you're, you're setting fire to your kitchen with liver. Yeah. 
of the sunlight different so i'm kind of stoked about that hey how do you britishers like uh the show remember the show like top gear when you had these guys like talk about cars and uh they do their funny little british banter and whatnot do you guys like like the original now like they have this new version of it and the, the guys are just not particularly very funny like the maybe the conversation or their style is just like almost like maybe they're trying to uh like bring back the fire of these the previous guys but it's not as interesting yeah i think these shows emerge as like a combination of personalities and that's where the real magic like the it's like there's a there's a kind of a chemical reaction a kind of resultant product um when when the when the different personalities meet um and it just produces the same result again and again and again it's something it's like a frequency people tune into and they really like and then when they try and replicate that in an artificial way with new people or something, it's like, you don't have the, you don't have like the base constituents to make that product. It's, it's just always somehow incongruent or forced. And if they are to bring in new people, it's better to just let them find their own like frequency themselves because to force it to be something else is just really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. The mistake was to say, Oh, the format of the show is what makes it successful, successful. Like, Oh, the format of the show is good. We just need to find some people who can present it. It's like, no, that, that that's yeah. completely wrong. Um, so you're saying, Grover, like the format should have followed from whatever the new people wanted to do and like fit with their personality as opposed to like... Yeah. Well, format. think about how it originally happened, right? So, so probably they just got to know each other and they started fucking around and having fun. And then like over time through that like rapport and just, just being boys together, um, they found their, they found like their frequency that was really fun to operate at. And then they started filming around it, doing car shows and stuff. Like it happened very naturally, right? There was no, I think with, with, with the traditional one with Clarkson, May and, and Hammond, there was no like big enforcement from above. It happened naturally through their personalities. They just went on little adventures together and they filmed it. Um, but yeah, I, I think like after that, they, the, probably the producers and the directors thought like, oh, we've got a very successful format here. <laughs> we just got to replicate the thing. And then people will come watch, but it's it's just so like beside the point. You know, it's yeah. a weird weird little fun fact. Uh, my my older son's uh, roommate uh, is actually like related to the I guess like the nephew of the owner of McLaren Racing in UK, right? So like he's like, oh, you need to come and like you need to come and like hang out with us at like a Formula One race or something like that. And I'm like, oh, we should go do that. Oh, sometime. oh, McLaren. I thought you said Formula One. I was thinking like yeah. No, McLaren, the, the, the racing team uh, owners. Ah, so you're dropping all this information, Sefi. That we're might looking. be a fun, that might be a fun experience. Yeah, Sefi, I was just going to say, don't, don't say stuff like that. That makes you easily mm -hmm. traceable. Triang triangulating. I think based I think on, based on like, <laughs> Sefi, <laughs> like I'm, I'm building the Excel sheet right now. So I think you've careful. given Ellen Addy like five times as much as she needs to find you. I'm not like into that stuff, but if I was, like, I could easily use about a thousand details by now, Sefi. Yeah, almost surely. I've been on the internet a long Steffi, time. Were you, uh, were you uh, like Barack Obama's doctor or something? Uh, no, I've I've like dealt with like uh, I think sports players, yeah, some politicians, things like that. But yeah, nothing. No, nothing like. Uh, on the East Coast, like presidential and shit like that. No. <laughs> Steffi, you're going to have to start like mixing in some lies here. 
Like you need to be like, you know, sort of like some red herrings. Otherwise people are going to find you. you mm. What to say? I'm going to have to spin, like think, think up well, some you, yarn. You can't, you, yeah, you can't say it now that I said that. Like you're just going to have to start sort of. I'm not particularly spaces, good at. You, I'm not particularly good at lying. You tell a story, and it's just mm. like a big lie or something. Like I can, I can lie really well with a straight face, but I, I don't like. It doesn't. It's not <laughs> like. Yeah, I can lie pretty well actually. But the thing is, um, like, yeah, if I was actually lying, you would never know it. I think, but this at the same time, like it, like the impulse to lie doesn't sort of strike me as like very commonly. Like it's not a thing I like tend to yeah. do. Anyway. No, I think you're lying there. I think it, it strikes you very commonly. Um, yeah, he just lied to mm, us right now. So it's the opposite. <laughs> opposite day. I think the best thing to do is to say, oh, uh, my my sister's um, cousin is like some like like famous sports player or something. Or then since people are a complete red herring looking for like, oh, like let, let me look at the Major League Baseball. Like, don't be specific. Just be like, oh, he plays for a big team, like a big baseball team. And they'll be like, oh, shit, okay. And then they're trying to they go on this complete wrong track. They're trying to dox you. Um, I think that's the right would approach. Would anyone be interested um, in, like, starting a YouTube channel with me where we, like, listen to spaces and then we make Excel spreadsheets and then we hunt people down and then we wrench them to death and unless they give, like, us their, like, crypto keys or whatever? Yeah, I still don't really Sorry, you're, you're yeah. pretty much figuring out the secret to cryptocurrency, like... Sarah, I, I would that. love to join something like that. Mm, like, a conspiracy. like a skill set that could be really useful for that. Conspiracy to kidnap, conspiracy to murder. This is all fantastic uh, on recorded Twitter spaces to, uh, yeah. to discuss. Don't worry, Grover, you're not in danger. No one wants to go near you. I, I established that a long time ago, Zaro, in your constant disdain and putting me down, but I don't let it get to me. Um, so it's yeah, all right. Like your voice is kind of quivering, so it sounds like you. <laughs> I'm joking. Grover, when you, when you get off these spaces, do you like go to your wife and you kind of like are a little bit like misty eyed because you're like, Zara was so mean to me today, and she's like, it's okay, honey, it's just a no, space. No, um, it, you, when I go and say that, I do, I, I do say those things. But she's <laughs> not. She's not very kind. She's very French, very Parisian. She just says, "Well." <laughs> get over it man <laughs> you know so uh, you know it's a very tough it's a very tough situation that's um, a good wife she's trying to like um maintain you know any semblance of masculinity you might have left so mm. i really respect her for that mm. sounds like a girl boss you should give her the phone and just you can go do what she was doing like making dinner and then she can talk on the space Let's get everyone's wives on here. I think it'd Zara, be more interesting. For mentioning you wanted to do a YouTube thing. So there's people already doing this and they're doing it in like the comedy scene, like here in America during the pandemic, like in order, you just wanted to like, you couldn't really go anywhere. So you, I, that's what I did is I just went and like started listening to comedy. Never really was into comedy. But anyway, it's getting to the point now, like there's people on YouTube. It's kind of sick, actually, and listening to them, listening to them talk about it too, is kind of sick. But they're watching all these interviews with very, like Joe Rogan, T Tim Dillon, um, uh, Sam Morrell, like the the new comedy scene that's coming around, and the algorithm 
it, on my YouTube is showing these people that spend like 25, 40 minutes creating a YouTube. And then what they're doing is they're taking clips of like what people say, like in these YouTubes of these comedians. And then they're connecting the dots to the point where it's, it's kind of like, I didn't, I didn't even like listening to it or watching it, but I was curious how, if they were just really onto something, like what are they trying to find? So apparently uh, Bobby Lee, which was on Mad TV, was dating this girl for a long time, Kalila. And uh, they ended up like breaking up and it was like really tumultuous. And there's like these people on YouTube that are just basically doxing, not, not, not doxing, but just like making it very tough for these people to live their lives and they're making mistakes and they're literally showing everyone. Honestly. Yeah. And I was just like, it was kind of, honestly kind of cringy and, no, and just full, 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 full transparency. You know, I, I don't want to meet my heroes. Like Sefi, you're kind of one of my heroes. I'd feel like if we met, like my idea of you would change. Like, I don't really want to meet, <laughs> but like Sefi and Bruce and, and Grover and cartographer, like you're some, like you guys are really, really intelligent. Obviously you don't need any more people telling you that, but like, I find it very intelligent, but just, just so you know, you don't need to worry about me specifically going out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> if it anything but uh if you want to see that happen like it's already happening and like what are you what are these people doing they're just sitting in their rooms watching all this stuff like what is your end goal that you're going to mess up these people's lives and and stuff like it's, it's it's wild i mean the fact that you can't see what's like would be fun about that is really the problem here and that's why you're not invited to my youtube channel and it's just me and Addy. Hey, the YouTube channel. Oh, by the way, if you want something to make that happen, it's called audio audio labs.io. Um, you can convert uh, Twitter spaces into like uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Clubhouse. Like you can convert that and you That's can do one amazing. sort. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Audio labs.io. That's cool. Thanks. Mm, I appreciate appreciate you know what you're saying there, um, Robin. And not least because Coach was just unmuting because he was going to expose my marriage in front of the entire space. So I'm very happy that you came and took the spotlight uh, just for a moment there. But I appreciate what you're saying, and uh, I do need a little bit of a, a little bit of a boost sometimes because mm. none of these guys give me a, a, a boost. So I appreciate every time uh, anyone in the, in the audience here. Um, Gives us gives the ego a little massage. So thank you, Grover. I, I've got. Um, I'm trying to protect my anonymity line. Like I don't want to be doxxed quite yet. But I've got like all these girls like asking me questions. Like what's my fucking name? Uh, send me a picture of your eyes and stuff. Do you think I should do that? Like, do you think there's a a limit I should make? Like, should I be sending my eyes to girls? Um, you can send like if you keep yourself like just a little spreadsheet for you of what you've revealed um that means yeah. you know you can just keep the information limited so it's consistent like you only share an eye you know what are they going to do with that i just had a funny idea which would be to, to send to send a girl like thousands of photos of parts of your body like instead of sending her like your whole body you send her instead like each each square centimeter of your arm 
and then each square centimeter of your face, and then each and she has to put it together like a jigsaw. Like le- the left side of your like right great toe or something. Yeah, just everything, like the whole surface area of your entire skin. You send this girl like I don't know, like ten thousand photos, and she has to like maybe print it off and cut them all yeah. out and sit there like arranging it all, like to work out who you are. But but if she succeeds, then she like and and she'll probably put your face together wrong and stuff. Like it's a bit of it's like up to her because she doesn't really know like how big your forehead is and stuff. Like she might make it wider rather than taller. You know what I mean? Mm, you could so get like, you could get like um you could make like ten different like thousand piece puzzles like with set like each puzzle would be like a separate part of your body and send it to them and like if they mm-hmm. actually put them all together they get to see what you look like <laughs> i think the funny thing that relates to what addy said earlier it's like so um imagine a girl really wants to look uh, really wants to to know what you look like and you take a really high definition uh, picture, and then maybe there's one of these like online services that can turn a picture into about a 10,000 piece jigsaw. And then you send the girl that jigsaw. And then an interesting thing happens that if she, if she is motivated to solve the puzzle, and, and most girls will be motivated, if she spends all of that time investing into to, to completing the whole jigsaw, like the ten thousand pieces, I don't know how long these. This is like this is like that movie, uh, like da, the Da Vinci Code or some shit, like or like maybe you you have a little bit of riddles and shit in there too, like yeah, a little leprechaun. Yeah, was, so he's in a Vitruvian man position, like with like well, coach. You're like with your arms outstretched. It's like uh, Da Vinci's yeah. Notebook. Be cool if you were naked in, in like Da Vinci. Yeah, exactly. And and I, but I think it's like an interesting manipulation because the female mind works. The female mind thinks like, because I spent so long doing this fucking jigsaw of your face, then I must really, really like you. Um, like it works backwards. It's like, I'm, I wouldn't have put in all that effort unless I really, really liked the guy. So even if they didn't like you to start with, they'll like you after doing the puzzle, which is fascinating, right? You know, what's funny is when you were just saying that, I was thinking to myself, well, if the girl were able to solve the 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle, then she definitely deserves to see what you look like, which I think is like sort of what you were saying. But I couldn't even reach into my psyche enough to realize that it was that I would be thinking, oh, I like him, you know, sort of. Yeah, but 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 any girl would look at the puzzle and they think like, Jesus I've spent like weeks on this thing. I must really, really love the guy, right? Like, like there's no way I would have done that if I didn't like the guy. But it's like, it's like manipulating the the impulse to solve the puzzle. Like all girls love the mystery. They love the puzzle. They compulsively want to solve it. So it's the job of the guy to manipulate that drive inside them and to use it for their own good benefit, right? To to make them solve a task that allows it's them like, to fall in love with you. Even when like, just more generally, it's sort of like when a guy is making you kind of like jump through hoops, maybe that means that probably not the right person for you, but you're kind of like, oh, like I'm, if I'm jumping through all of, all of these hoops, like there must be a reason why I'm doing it, but probably you just shouldn't be doing it. You get addicted to the ground. As they say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a crypto reference because they're crypto. Yeah. And they get addicted to it as well. I think I do stuff like I, I, you know, I arrange dates, and then like two out of three dates, or maybe like one out of three dates, I just won't turn up, and then I won't be contactable for like a week or so. And they'll contact me like, "Where are you?" Da da da, and I'll be like, "Oh, I was, I, I had, I had to be called away by the agency." I'll say something like that, 
you know, two out of three dates or so. And that, I find that really maximizes attraction because they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what, what does he do? Like, what, you know, and in reality, I'm in these spaces. You know what? I, I had a guy <laughs> that I was seeing say to me, like, um, he's not, he doesn't live in New York. So it's like long distance. And we, <laughs> we would be like, you know, texting or whatever. And then sometimes the communication was more consistent than other times, you know, whatever that's how it goes sometimes and then he called me one night and I was like oh why are you like why are you calling me we haven't talked on the phone in I don't know a couple weeks or something like that and he's he was like well you know I feel like when I'm more consistent with texting it sort of like leads up to like I should probably call you like you deserve a phone call and I was like that is the most insane thing I've ever heard but I was like wow it really like he knows how to keep me interested even though like all of my friends are like, that's so like you need to block him. Like that's, that's not like a polite thing to do, but like why psychologically, you, why do you guys like, think that, waiting, um, you know, why do you guys think that mysteriousness is, is such a, um, attractive trait, um, in a man, like, and also from like an evolutionary sense, like what, what purpose would that serve historically? Well, I think it's like, not necessarily the mysteriousness, but I don't think you want somebody to be like sort of at your beck and call. Like you don't want a man that seems like they have absolutely nothing going on in their life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think it it's not as interesting if somebody is, you know, you text somebody and they're responding back within 30 seconds. It's kind of like, well, what are you doing with your time? Like, why are you always available? Do you have like are you just sitting at home doing nothing all day? I think for me, that's part of it. But what type of people, uh, what type of people uh, would you like hug that, you know, how you, people do the like little pat on the back thing, like as if like, well, you know, like, okay, the hug is over now. And what kind of people would you hug that you just wouldn't let go? Like, what's the, di if, you don't understand what I'm saying? Like if you, uh, if you like met him at some point and, um, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like not letting go kind of a thing. Is that like, and, and who would you signal that kind of thing to, I guess it might be an interesting like point of discussion. Mm, that's an interesting question, Sophie. Does anyone have any thoughts? Or does anybody, does anybody have that, that person, those, that type of pre people around them? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's, it's uh, yeah, it really it's not like, it, like oh I, I just don't want to send the wrong message because I'm hugging you too long or some shit or like you know what I mean like these kinds of things but it's just like truly mm. genuine you know that kind of like whatever whether it's friendship yeah. or whatever. So um, it's a bit weird for me because here in in France um, when I meet a man who I don't know he goes in to like kiss me on the on the cheek like. A little uh, bizu either side, which is always pretty confusing for me as as an Englishman. You know, mm. um, it's also quite intimate. And, like when you go to get a haircut, they uh, they like they take you to the back and they wa they wash your hair. And, and like I'm sitting in a massage chair, and there's this like like twenty year old bloke like massaging my head. And I'm like, we don't do this in England, man. We, we go in and they kind of just like cut your hair. Like you, you don't get all this sort of weird sexual energy sort of thing going on. Like you're really massaging your head. So I think, um, yeah, what am I saying here? I guess the barriers to physical contact are being lowered from the English standard to sort of a French standard, which is 
everybody's just all over each other all the time. So I don't know anymore. Hmm, like, so yeah, I guess it's, this question is, I guess, more relevant in cultures where like, that's not common, right? It's like, you know, like what, what do people think of me or what does this person think of me or like, or maybe it it kind of feels weird that like, well, why aren't there like more people like that that I know or something along those lines, right? Like it's, it's, I don't know. I have this sense that like, that like, the, it's like an almost an indicator of like, maybe sort of like how full your life is of people like this and how much it isn't. Am, am I just overthinking this? I feel like also though, it sort of has to do with like, maybe how comfortable you are with physical intimacy in any sense, like even with your friends and stuff. Like I'm not somebody that like, I don't hug my friends. I just am not, I'm not a super like touchy feely person, but with like the right person, I feel like I will be, you know what I mean? Maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm asking this is because like, I'm not particularly either. So it's, but it's almost struck me as kind of like, like I've always found like I'm missing something. (laughs) I don't know. No, I feel like it's, well, I feel like maybe it's a cultural thing. Like I would, I, I mean, maybe people that are not Americans can also speak to what they think, but I don't think that Americans are particularly like, um, like when I think like Southern Europeans, I would say Americans are much more reserved with like physical affection and stuff like that. But I think also it sort of depends on like where you grow up, grew up. Like I think the Northeast is sort of like very um, kind of cold and reserved. So I just feel very uncomfortable with like what you were saying with like the pat on the back hug. Like I do that if I'm like, holy fuck, like I need this to end. Like this is very like, I'm not comfortable, but that would be like most hugs for me because I wouldn't like that. I don't know. But also just like, I feel like any form of PDA, be it like anything, I've always just found sort of off-putting, but that might just be like a personal thing. Or like the people you're surrounded with, maybe I feel like are usually sort of similar in their um, views on like physical affection and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys are kind of a new like internet species because I'm the opposite. I'm very feely with all my friends. Like I'm always like if I'm hanging around with a guy or something and we're maybe watching UFC, like we're staying up late to watch um, mixed martial arts and stuff. Like I'll I'll be like putting my arm around him, like getting close to him and stuff. Like like um I'll be like if if there's some something happens in the fight, like a knockout or something, I'll slap him on the knee and squeeze it and shit, and be like, Jesus, what's happening? Uh, it's like I'll I'll be sharing my excitement through my feeling and stuff. And like yeah, towards the end of the night, I'll reach my hand down his trousers, maybe give him a little jerk around and stuff. Like it's it's not unusual for me to to be on that level of intimacy with a guy. Um, because I think often when you watch a sports show, like an MMA or a soccer match or something, there's a sense that throughout the course of the night, you have built up a certain level of, of like sympathetic arousal, right? Um, the sympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system has, has been activated. And it's like the, the easiest way to bring that down, to unwind it, to cool it down, to ground it. Yeah, it is to ejaculate and to help each other with that. Um, and there's something beautiful in that, I think. I was thinking as you were saying that, that um, I was really thinking on the friend hugging thing. The only friends I think that I've ever like um, really had physical affection with, like cuddling or anything like that, are the friends that I've slept with. So I think maybe that's why it's like difficult (laughs) to see physical affection in a non-romantic or sexual way. Yeah, I feel like... um... The person I know who's most like that 
is also the only like bisexual I know, and she like yeah. I don't know. She's one of my best friends, but she's kind of crazy with it. Um, so she was like, "Yeah, like we've never like cuddled Misa, like, and I cuddle all my friends." And it's like, "Yeah, but like her last two closest friends, other than me, she's like had a relationship with, and then now they're not friends anymore." So I don't know. I used to not be like, I used to not, I used to be uncomfortable like giving people hugs even when I was growing up, but I was like fifteen, and I just got, and now it's very nice. I like hugging my friends, but. I think cuddling friends is a bit too far. Maybe this is like where like heterosexual women like to have like mm-hmm. male gay friends and shit because it's like they know that like the signals aren't uh, like indicating something specifically mm-hmm. sexual or some shit, right? Like that's kind of like a, a thing. <laughs> Why do you want to like I, I, like cuddling to me is so bizarre. I actually feel like sometimes men like it much more than women do. Like it's just kind of uncomfortable unless you really really like the person. Like. It, it, so you're just like laying there it's kind of like i don't know it just never struck me as something that's really like oh, i have to disagree on that one i think it's really swag it's one of the swaggiest things actually when um, well, when it's somebody you really like but i don't know I mean, well I just... i've never i've never cuddled someone that i was in love with so i don't know Mm. Maybe that's why. Yeah. These things are they are they are purely cultural differences. For example, uh, crying for a man in U.S. it's a no-no. They they really uh, they 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 really cry. But in Middle East, the man they they cry. Or another example is Persian or Iranian dance. Uh, when you see it, a man dance, it's it's like it's 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 very gay, and. Uh, or even dressing, for example, in Paris, the way that men dress, the, the pants usually are much more tighter than uh, the pants that men I mean, usually wear in U.S. And uh, uh, when you live in a new country, it, you, you better get used to these differences uh, very fast because it can lead to a cultural so, shock. So would you, would you say that these, like, the baggy pants and, like, Americans, it's like they just don't want to reveal the fact that they're like having hard on or something. I mean, the decoding these codes, it's 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 very hard. You can really do an extensive research about why, for example, men cry in Middle East, but they usually don't in U.S. I'm not trying to decode them because uh, I should go to the field and do a research. But the that there is definitely a story behind it, and. Um, but um, what can I say is they are they are purely cultural phenomena. Yeah, I don't I don't cry like for example, um, you know, for like medical situations, like medical situations like death or something like that. Like you know, but at the same time, like in a movie, um, you know, something really epic or something very romantic in a movie, something like that. I think uh, I can be brought to cry, and I, I like it when it happens. It's kind of like it's it's like kind of a sign of a good movie that I'm like it's I'm driven to some emotion, but yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. but uh, and the the hugging the man hugging like uh, what uh, our friend described about Paris it's it's another thing I mean in Middle East they they kiss in the cheeks and they hug each other and stuff like that it's it's, it's like everywhere it is these cultural differences they are everywhere yeah in India. And you know, I stayed in India for like three months doing some spiritual shit. And uh, 
I got groped in India, by the way. An old, an old Indian guy groped me, which is quite interesting. I was walking down the street in, I think, Bangalore, and I'm just walking along, and I feel a a hand go between my legs, and like grab my dick, like grab it, like around it, and then and then grab and then like let go very quickly, and then grab my balls and give it a squeeze, and then just like go away. And it all happened within like half a second. I'm a bit hyper observant, so I was like observing the the progression, like from my dick to my balls and stuff. But then I looked around, and this is like this this like four foot eleven tiny fucking 70 year old like indian guy down there and i look at him and i was like uh, at the time at least i was like pretty pretty big and muscular and stuff um so it looks like i'm I'm probably gonna kill him if i want to and he fucking runs away he he like turns around runs down the street and runs down an alley uh after after like having his fiddle with my balls it's very strange um anyway but um yeah in india you see guys walking down the streets holding hands and stuff all the time Super common. Uh, Coach, can I ask uh, what happened after he ran into the alley? Did you like chase after him and confront him and be like, hey, why the fuck did you just molest me? Or No, oh, no man. Like, I respected it. I thought it was ballsy as fuck because I could have easily killed him, man. Like, in a, in a punch. Easily killed him. Yet, he was, like, so fucking ambitious. He wanted my dick so much that he went for it. I'm, 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 yeah, like, super, super respectful on my end. I don't get like why guys would be like traumatized by that kind of thing or call it assault. For me, it was like just pure respect. Like this fucking old guy, probably relatively poor, quite feeble, near the end of his life. He went for the dick he wanted, right? So for me, there's like, I don't know, endless respect. Like I respected him. I like saluted him as he ran away. Yeah. Um, I think most of the men here can probably relate to that in some way. You know, say if you're working uh, as like a, a waiter, and perhaps you're pouring champagne at the golf club and all the old ladies come up and sort of just grab your arm and sort of grab your wrist and sort of then just start touching your bum and stuff like that. You know, it's pretty normal. It's, yeah. it's happened. Yeah. It's happened to me. I, I, so every time I went to like a festival, it always happens. And I've been to like quite a few and yeah. I, I don't understand why it doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't understand why it doesn't happen in real life. But in festivals, it just gives people a little bit more confidence to to do that. Like when you're just around a ton of people all close together and you're waiting to go see the same sound, the same concert, the same DJ, what have you. I guess so. That that's a way of all of us just kind of being on the same page. And every time, every single time I would go, I would at least get my 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 butt just like grabbed. And I look behind me and I, I couldn't tell who it was. And then I would like look to my right and then I would see someone like walking away and then looking back at me. And I'm just like, why don't, why don't you just confront me? And sometimes it's a girl, sometimes it's a guy. I prefer it to be a girl. And it was the strangest thing. And that's the only time it's ever happened to me. Hmm. That's the unifying power of MDMA. We're all sort of one big organism. And uh, I think that's. That's one of the, the great things about festivals. Everybody's on drugs <clears throat> simultaneously for many, many hours. And it's just normal and accepted. Yeah. Do you think they like blast like gay wavelengths out of the speakers in between the acts? Like on a level quite just out of human hearing, but it's still there. I don't know. Yeah, gay dog whistle. The gay dog whistle. Hmm. Have, you, have any of you had like weird sexual relationships that didn't fall into the normal 
um, scope of relationships, but with something else entirely. No, sorry. Like in what way? Well, like like with a squid or something. Um, let me come back to this. I've got more than a few stories, but um, I'll frame it correctly. Let me think. By the way, there's another fake um, coach, Bruce Wrangler, joined. <laughs> I've got many imitators now. <laughs> He's requested to speak. Oh, I blocked him after you said that that wasn't. Um... No, it was weird. Like, I think he's contacting people I know and stuff and following them. Well, he com- he commented on one of my tweets and yeah, yeah. I just found it strange because I didn't even understand. Can we get him up here to speak, please? That yeah, cool. Why doesn't he come speak? Let's, let's talk to this guy. Invite him up. Invite up, bitch boy. Twins. Uh-huh. Oh, he's here. But I don't know. He might be a strange one. Hey, Coach Bruce. Coach, what's up? Coach Bruce. How are you, Coach? Coach Bruce, I've been dying to talk to you. It's a little bit odd because if you go on his profile, he's like trying to imitate my, my posting style, but it's like he's not he's not anywhere near it. He's just trying. He's, I don't think he's, I think English is maybe it's like third language or something. Sefi, why do you follow him? Because <laughs> he's um, trying to discover if he's maybe perhaps more amazing than the first coach, Bruce, right? Like, in my well, curiosity has been uh, peaked. Is the thing is, the thing is, it was a bit sneaky because he made his account when I disappeared. So, you know, when I was suspended, he made his account then. And then he followed like the people I know, which was a bit like suspect because um, he was almost acting as if like he'd come back from the dead or made a new account or something. And that's why Addy and others have followed him. So it's a little bit like, hmm, this guy isn't funny good. Yeah, I noticed that Medgold followed him too, which is why I sent it to you because I was like, oh, maybe this actually is his account, but exactly. I noticed Med and Sefi both followed him. People have such a discernment. Like, they can't even Look, he's, he's like laughing. I'd like I to hear about Natasha. What happens if one day we, get, we, all, we all get back, Bruce shows up, right? And um, so like maybe I'm host and uh, maybe Asparagoid underscore is now like uh, like co-host or something, and Addy is like another host or something, and um, we're like, yeah, we like your your spot has been sort of taken here into this little yeah, like this yeah. Like, what would you do? What would what like? How would you feel? What if he turned on his mic and it sounded exactly like Coach? <laughs> That'd be <laughs> more Maybe somebody could put together like a really sophisticated soundboard, <clears throat> like take all the spaces. And have like 200 clips and just, you know, when they do this prank calls and they can carry on like a 10 minute prank call just with a soundboard. <laughs> I've, I've heard that stuff before. You know, like these um, these audio whizzes, Sefi, in the early days of YouTube and stuff. <clears throat> they'd have like a, a really sophisticated soundboard and, and uh, be saying all kinds of sentences and stuff and keep someone on the phone for like five, 10 minutes, despite the fact it was all like just buttons pressing. Oh, it's- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a jerky voice type of thing. Soundboards for 99p when I was in school. Um, also, it's really funny because when you scroll down, he's very clearly non British, but he's trying to use like English slang to like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so like, he's writing like twat and quickie in ways that you never would, and a British person never would. No, it's <laughs> cool. he thinks that's what we say. I have a feeling it's like a, an alternate King Wabi account, and he's just trying to sabotage you. <laughs> I think it could be something like that. Easily, oh, it's yeah. like it's one of like King Wabi's friends because I hopped into one of their spaces recently, 
and uh, King Wabi and Adonis were talking about how like they were infiltrating your space and like coming in here just to try and like shit on you guys. <laughs> King Wabi, the guy that's like a little like <laughs> really. Do uh, you know what the people. you know what the reference uh, Pony Boy refers to? Did you say Bruce? Yeah, you. With Bruce. It's not Wabi. It's not Wabi because Wabi is actually a spheroid without the underscore, the the, the original vegetable. Um, no, I don't. Means man. What does it mean? Oh wait, the person spoke, guys. They turned off their mic and said something. Did they? Hey, Coach Bruce. Coach Bruce, you want to you wanna speak again? You're, you're more than welcome to uh, have the stage if you'd like, kind sir and or woman. We can have some kind of, like, duel as well. I'm not a man. Oh, come on, pussy. You really have to use a robot voice. <laughs> come on, just yeah, be yourself. Kind of bitch, just talk to us. Yeah, this why is why you I so sad? They were taking forever to speak because they had to type that all into whatever they're using. <laughs> Hmm. Like, imagine putting all the effort in to copy <laughs> someone else's account because you can't come up with your own content. Then you join other people's space. Here they go, they're going to speak. Uh, I think it's okay. Well, no. Did anyone get that? Is this like, <laughs> no. Is this like one of those um, text-to-voice things on the internet or something? Hey, Coach Bruce, number two. Can you do that one again? No one got you. Well, no shit. <laughs> I like this person. You guys, this account sent me a really weird DM the other day. Wait for oh? What did they what say? Are they Should I actually read it? Yeah, read yes, it out. Do, Katie. This is the thing. They're like a little bit nefarious, I think. Like they're they're DMing my friends. That's a bit weird. Okay, anything. okay I'll read it. It says Baby, I know <laughs> I don't want to read this. Baby, I know know just what to do. Every time you fuck me over, I'll come back to you. Okay, so this is clearly a song lyric, I think. Baby, I don't want to know the truth. (laughs) In parentheses, know the truth. I ignore them when they tell me all the shit you do. Shit you do. Do you want to explain what was (laughs) going on in your head? It's pretty freaky, though, because it's like exactly the same thing I'd say. That's a bit weird. Do you like Posty Malone? Oh, is that a Post Malone song? Is that one? Anyone know what specific song that was? I don't. Is I Post don't. Malone pretty big in the UK? Mm. This guy's definitely not British. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Festivals and stuff here sometimes. Coach Bruce, can you please just talk on your mic? We, we want to meet you. It's so. Come on. Like, you're just teasing us now. This isn't fair. I am from Russia. I, okay. You know what? All right. That actually makes some sense. Embarrassed at the accent? What, what, Coach Bruce, what would you like to say to everyone? Previous Coach Bruce. It's quite interesting to have like a little robot uh, imitate a minion person. You guys should have one of these as well. Like imagine if, if everyone in the space also had like a second uh, like a double, like if Zara, you also have one. If Katie, you also have one. Grover, you also have one. And then we'd like request like Grover to speak, and they need <laughs> a robot voice to come out. <laughs> do you like? Uh, I had someone do that to me. Shut, ages ago. Shut your mouth. 
Like, you just you told me to fuck off and just shut your mouth. Hang on, do that. Say that again. Coach Bruce, I didn't catch it. People were talking. Get off Twitter and shut your mouth. Why don't you open your mouth in real life and stop oh. typing? Yeah, bitch boy, open your mouth. Come on. Who, who, who are you talking to, Coach Bruce? Are you talking to the females or are you talking to Sefi or what? Hey, I followed him. He's my friend, so he like he's probably talking about you guys. <laughs> yeah. Katie and Addie. So, hey, mind how you talk to my friends, pal. Katie and yeah, Addie. That actually is <laughs> Those are my friends. They're, they're pretty nice people. So in conclusion, let me paraphrase for Coach Bruce too. Um, he's happy for Zara to stay here, and he wants Katie and Addie to, to shut up and get the hell off Twitter, which is interesting. Like, it's clearly worse for you two than anyone else. For some reason, hearing the name, our names in that robot voice was so scary. Yeah, it makes, I know, it made me a little bit nervous. <laughs> makes it more personal, right? Uh, let's see how it says my name. How does the Coach Bruce 2 uh, robot say my name? Just go for it. You're, you're treating it like a like some kind of weird machine. Like, or a, something. like a parrot or something, right? Like a... Yeah, yeah be, be nice. Be Treat it like a real person. Hey, Coach Bruce, can you... Uh, sorry, can you say that again? I was speaking, Coach Bruce. Sefi. Can you do my oh. name now? Wow, she's, she's pretty good. Mm. Should we, like, build up a backstory for who we think this is? Like, we could all, like, take a turn, like, picking a feature or a life fact. I'm just wondering why he called out Katie and I. Like, what... What did we do? That makes me yeah. think it's somebody that we know. It's me on all. You're like on your computer and <laughs> you're typing it in the background. Coach um, Bruce, are you uh, are you King Wally in disguise trying to sabotage this? No, thing? no, he's he's hosting a space right now, so it's probably not him unless he's like got two phones or something. Oh, are you one of King Wabi's disciples? He's also got more people in his space too. Coach Bruce, are you there? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Tundra. Isn't it best just to not know sometimes? Like keep I the mystery. I don't experience this thing of like I don't experience the the quality of needing to know. I don't care. Like it's I, I, the only thing I would care about if he starts like. I don't know if he if he develops like a relationship with one of the girls I'm pursuing or something, and he he becomes like has a deeper connection than I do, then I get really fucking angry and and start smashing shit around me and stuff. But I'd only have myself to blame, right? Because I'm the inferior coach, Bruce. Um, that would annoy me. But otherwise, it's like I don't need to know anything. Well, he's in he's in Russia, so well, I don't I think you have anything to worry, right? I am Vladimir Putin's princess. Yeah. Wait, can you repeat that? I keep missing your stupid robot voice. It doesn't pick like it doesn't play out my phone. I am Vladimir Putin's. I princess. am Vladimir Putin's princess. I am too. <laughs> sorry, Katie. Yeah, sorry, you got competition in Katie. I know. Now I feel like this is my nemesis. Like actually, I'm Putin's princess. Katie, I think you have to go and assault this coach Bruce and and find out who the impersonator is. Well, like, why did he try to seduce me? 
maybe he thinks you're really like sexually attractive and you but do you believe, <laughs> but do you believe that was a seduction? Zara, why would that be funny? <laughs> no, it's just funny because it's like robot voice, you know. Maybe no, you're not shaving your knees for a while. <laughs> Wait, what was that? <laughs> or whatever you put on your Twitter that you're not shaving your knees or whatever. I don't know. The way you just said that was creepier than anything that robot voice has said. How? What? Why is everyone attacking me? Okay. Yeah, wait, Jerber, why did you just randomly bring that up? She tweeted that like quite a while ago, I think. <laughs> it's like the first tweet on her page. I don't know. Now that you now that you pointed it out, I, I, I looked. Now I'm like, okay, for sure we need to mail her a Kill Bill suit. <laughs> like the fucking yellow, yellow jumpsuit and a, like a ninja sword. For sure. But whatever. Um, what should I draw? Katie and Addie specifically. I feel like you two have the best minds in this space by a mile. Zara. Yeah, we do. Thank you for pointing that out. We do. Zara, I've got a challenge for you. Although it's a little bit narcissistic. Draw me based on what you think I sound like. Like, because obviously Addie and Katie and stuff have their pictures here, but I I don't have a picture. Um, And I'd, I'd be interested what you think I look like based on my voice and stuff. Well, I mean, I can basically... You look like a hoot from the Grinch movie. (laughs) (laughs) Savage. I mean, Coach Bruce, it's the the second version. It's not you, right? Are you sure? I don't know who this Coach Bruce is. I was um, suspended, then he came here. And then he's like, I don't know, it's weird. Oh, wow. Another level of drama, actually. It's, I've got like, there are something like six accounts who have my profile picture. Um, and there's also several accounts with my profile picture with like sunglasses and stuff, which is quite funny as well. Um, they're like multiple. I think you should put sunglasses on yours too. Let me show you this one. This, I'll, I'll link it at the top one sec. Coach, this is a, a reoccurring guest on a show. I find your, uh, your robot voice very entertaining. This, this is pretty interesting because this Coach Bruce too, like there's these things coming out called like AI companions. And mm-hmm. I just learned about this yesterday. It's like, if you go to the website replica.com, it says like the AI companion who cares, always here to listen and talk, always on your side. Like, like what if AI bots just jump into Twitter and then we have to talk to them? And like, they're all, like that's just gonna be really confusing. It's just going to add a whole different paradigm shift if there's like AI talking with us and we have to like. We got you know a few years left to go. You know, like they have emotional support animals. Like you can have a ferret or a cat or a, or a dog or something you can take on a plane with you. And then it offers you support when you have anxiety about flying or something. And, uh, and you can get a, like a certificate to bring it anywhere with you. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was unmuted. I was laughing at the picture. Jesus. Um, but yeah, maybe it could be the next kind of thing. Like instead of a, a, a therapy animal, you have like a therapy uh, Twitter account that joins you in spaces and maybe it gives you compliments every now and then, like to encourage you to keep talking and be confident about yourself and stuff. I think it'd be nice. But yeah, look at the top. I've linked this guy, um, Lunk Dao China, <laughs> his profile. I really like it. He. Um, in that way to other people the way that like, little companion that gives everyone compliments like i want to support my friends like a little ai companion 
Zara, China is very good. Zara, Zara, do you ever sketch um, like fashion or anything like that? You should draw. If you do, you should do like like a ball gown or something, like a really pretty Ooh. evening gown. I mostly do fashion. Uh, I don't usually do them just by themselves. Sometimes I make up dresses on random figures, but I will. That's a good idea. Zara, do you post your art on your page? Uh, not really. Um, sometimes like random stuff, but mm. not particularly. I'm kind of curious. I'd I'd like to see your art now. Uh, just Google like um your favorite artist. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's an NFT artist. It's a crypto space. Whatever. Um, and if you click on their biography, it's me. Sarah, do you mean to say that you're a unique manifestation of God? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Like, I'm just kind of chilling. Just John Maxing. I just put up something that Zara replied to um, a painting I really liked, and she had drawn it in pen. And I just thought it was so lovely and so pretty. <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. Um, and I forgot I'd drawn it until I saw that. And I just like, I, I did that when I was like 17 years ago. That's like, I, I loved it. It's That's one of my favorite paintings ever. <laughs> oh, you did that, Zara. That's, that's beautiful. Wow. Oh, my God. Why Pump is here? My favorite girl. I keep inviting her to speak. Is she speaking now? What's I up? Must... <laughs> We got Kochi, we got Sefi, we got Katie, we got Grover, we got Addy. Oh my god, damn, everybody's here. Hi, hi, I didn't even met before. You sound really cool, eh? Yeah, I was watching a movie and it was like a lot of drama, you know, and I was like crying. And then uh, after the movie, you know, ended, it was like a drama, you know, and love and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, why am I even crying? I'm like, like. I mean, come on, nobody broke my heart. I'm single, so yeah, I just had to finish that Netflix shit and come here. Beautiful. Pay attention to that guy. She says she's single. Any of you simps down below, um, you know, pay careful attention there. She's looking for a husband. Yeah, please, guys, just send me your, uh, don't send me a lot of information about you guys. I don't really like to read. I don't, I'm not really that smart. Uh, just send me uh, how much you hold in Luna Classic, and we can we can already talk about everything. I mean, I'm ready to get married, you know, with so many men that like hold Luna Classic as possible. It's so easy. It's so normal for me. I'd like to point uh, uh, to the like post up at the top here. Tell me I'm wrong. Sefi, I was just replying. I have like a list of Halloween looks I'm going to do. For like Halloween videos or whatever, and that's actually one of them. So I do have a yellow jacket, but I don't have a sword. Um, so I'll be looking for one. Maybe some like like black electrical tape or something down the down the shoulder or something, right? Because like we're gonna need a ninja sword though. I have a ninja sword though. The only thing is like I can't send it to you. It probably would uh, get rejected by the authorities or something. Sefi, if if a girl in the space out of Y Pump, KT, Zara, and Eddie was going to kill someone, who do you think would be the most likely person to be the killer? Like, who, who is most inclined to be a murderer out of these girls, based on, like, your perception of them? Um, Zara talks a strong game, but I think the actual killers, 
I think uh, Katie's probably the killer. Yeah, Katie. Katie's the kind of girl who I would like fall asleep next to and kind of fear that she might just have like a weird. I don't know, some, some, she'd be in, like, if you annoyed Katie earlier in the day, like, you know, maybe you didn't offer her an apple pie or something when you were cooking it, uh, she would act like pleasant and she would smile at you and stuff. And then she'd wait till you're asleep. And then she'd like, I don't know, like stab some scissors into your arm or something. And she'd be like, fuck you. How, how dare you not offer me an apple pie? I think, she, yeah, I think it's that kind of thing. Going well, That's why would you make an, why would you make an apple pie and not offer me any? Exactly. Yeah. I honestly feel like it'd probably be Addy, but that's just my opinion. I think Addy's the stalker personality, as we established earlier, but I don't think she's the killer. I think she's just like the, the archivist, like the, the stalker, the, the, the one who watches through binoculars. The yeah, one I'm who... pretty neurotic, but I don't think I'd kill anyone. Like, the only reason that I'm stalkerish and neurotic is when i like really like somebody so why would i kill them yeah i can maybe imagine they, like maybe if they cheated on me but i don't know mm, so nobody can, else can have them I yeah imagine, obviously uh, but no matter, like in an apartment and there's another big apartment opposite and Addie's like watching the same window every day, like with binoculars and stuff like looking in maybe there's a guy and she's like trying to figure out his life and who he is and stuff and she's filming him and recording him and she's taking the little clips and like um, saving them on VHS tapes and like putting a little post-it note next to them and stuff. I think Actually, she's... there is an apartment pretty close to me where I can see in their in their window and they always have the lights on. Um, and I do find it interesting because I like can see into their kitchen, but I don't really look. But I do always like I always have my blinds open or like my curtains. And so I wonder if people are looking into my apartment. Cause like you can, I have two really, really big windows in my room. Mm. I'm like, um, what was that show where there's like the naked neighbor or whatever? Like, I'm sure people like, like I'm just like always in here. And I don't know. I just don't really care if people look in. Sefi, if you looked at the latest, like insane zooms on digital cameras, like the, I think there's like the the P900 and stuff. Those mega zoom cameras. Mm-hmm. That are yeah, it's getting obnoxious. Fucking insane. Look, look up. Um, I think it's a like a Canon P900, um, and there are other ones too. But it's like it's like, it's like a telescope or something. It's 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 completely insane. Like they'll they'll sit on like a beach and maybe ten miles away on the other side of the lake is like a town. And you'll be able to see barely anything. And then they'll, they'll do like a video of it zooming in gradually more and more and more and more. And you'll be able to see like people's faces 10 miles away and stuff. It's really insane. Like you wouldn't believe how, how good the zoom is now. Like the digital zoom, it's crazy. Um, yeah, like I'll find one of those videos. Is this information that would be good in the hands of like either Addy or Katie here? Like, I don't know. I, I suspect that they're going to utilize this technology to... Um, like feed into their obsessions, perhaps. Well, it's, it's weird. It's like if you live in a big city like New York or something like Addy does, you can zoom into any window, like in really high detail and just see everything. So you it's, can go like digital warrior. Um, sometimes like, I don't know, I find it kind of pleasant actually when you're like walking at night or something and um, 
some people will have like their lights on in their apartment and you look up and you just see people see people like not into their bedrooms or anything but like doing stuff in their kitchen or like they're talking to like their husband or I don't know it's just like it, it's kind of fun seeing like all these little lives it's kind of like when you drive and you like get that realization that everybody's in their car like listening to something different in their own little lives I don't know I find it kind of nice or like sometimes you'll see like an animal in the window and it's just very soothing in a way yeah that's so true I was just wondering what's like the most beautiful thing you saw today Addy and everyone else as well I'm really interested like it could be something like that Mm, that's a good question um I don't know if I saw anything like particularly beautiful but I got up really early and went to the gym and it was still sort of um like it was still quiet out and I always like in New York when you like walk down a street and it's quiet because it's just very like rare to not have many people out so I always find that kind of pleasant and like you know in the morning the air just smells like like it's morning you can still smell that in New York sometimes even though it's like a city and I I I like when it just smells like fresh kind of but I didn't see anything particularly beautiful I didn't really do a lot today besides I really like that question Zara the most beautiful thing I got a photo today uh, when I was in Switzerland last year Uh, I was visiting my aunt and um, she was she doesn't live there but she was there for a little bit and uh, she sent me a picture it was her and I walking Uh, we were up near the Matterhorn and the river in Switzerland, there's lots of water there. It's like a, it's like a turquoise green. Uh, it's not clear, but it's, it's, it's a certain color. Um, and it was like one of the most beautiful scenes that she sent me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I miss, I miss like seeing that river and Zermatt and I was like, I wish I was there right now. That would that was like the most beautiful, beautiful thing. I found a um, a black and purple bruise on my thigh today, so that was really pretty. Cool Actually, stuff. you know what's really like kind of sad? I'm not sure. Well, I think they're all over the U.S. right now, but these lantern flies—they're like these little moths and. They're an invasive species, species, and they're all over New York right now. And so you are supposed to kill them when you see them, but they're actually really pretty. Like they have this like reddish body and it's really bright colored red. And it always makes me sad because I do kill them when I see them, but they're like very, I don't know. It's just like, they're so striking. Um, But I saw a lot of those today and I did kill the ones that I was able to get to. They're so beautiful. You must die. (laughs) <laughs> what about you katie and coach and Sefi? i was pretty impressed with this video that uh bruce sent me today it was <laughs> like this guy the sky king and he got into an airplane he decided he was going to die and he sort of, i guess he stole this plane i'm not sure what he did but it's like kind of a big plane and he did all these like loop-de-doops loops in it and stuff like that and he did all these loops and then eventually like i guess crashed the thing and died like i guess like how long was it bruce like was he flying for a couple hours or something um he... i think we have to share the the video too oh is that like the sky king guy you know he, let me find yeah that. there are a few videos oh. <laughs> though what's particularly epic about it is just like the guy's 
mindset and attitude during his like last flight. Not so much that he killed himself, but like no, it's so cool. attitude I like during this thing. Yeah, it was very yeah, I, like I think it's one of the most unusual things I've ever watched. Like of probably in easily the the top few things I've watched on the internet that just I found really really beautiful. Um, and it's you know the guy like so. Yeah, one of the guys, one of you guys asked me earlier today, it's like, okay, like, you know, have you ever, like, uh, got your pilot's license? And I said, well, like, I've been playing with, I'd say, like, I've sort of understood and, like, in, been interested in airplane-related stuff and, like, flight and rockets and all this kind of shit for, like, since I was a little kid. And, uh, like, I'd be the one, like, if I, you go to the airport, right, I'm, like, I try and identify all the little airplanes and try to, like, see cool planes or if I, like, land in JFK. You know, like I was when the Concorde was a thing, I'd be looking for that. And then eventually I found one actually like almost like a plane spotter sort of. And um, and then like later, I, w I used to like playing like on flight simulator, like when it first came out, like the most like earliest, earliest like flight simulator games were stoop, super nerdy as shit. Like it was just they're like not particularly very interesting graphically. But like, you know, it simulated the idea of flying a plane and getting about. And uh, and then later, like video games, year after year, it got more and more like interesting as far as like flying airplanes, like to the point where like I'm, I'm really I was really good at those. Like I haven't played lately, but like, you know how they do all that shit on Top Gun where they're flying like 100 feet off the ground and like maneuvering. and all. I could do all that shit. Right. So it's almost like it felt like, well, I sort of did this. I don't need to actually do it in real life. Um one of the doctors that I trained actually here a number of years ago, like maybe four or five years ago, actually, um, like crashed his airplane. His whole family died in like kind of a, you know, like, you know, in like the clouds or whatever, you know, like there's a really bad fog that came in and he crashed and burned, uh, like landed wrong and whatever. And like big tragedy. But anyway, like I've, I've always felt like it was a risk I didn't need to take because I like felt the feeling of how to fly in these games and things. So when I watched this video Bruce sent, um, it was interesting because, like, the guys, like, yeah, I used to play. The guys, like, talking about how he played plenty of airplane video games. So he's like, um, you know, he mm -hmm. recently has an understanding about how to fly. And I just thought it was funny how he was just commenting about that during his crazy ass flight where he stole this plane. Just really weird. Yeah, I posted the video at the top. It's, um, yeah, it's really beautiful. I think he, Sefi, I think he worked as ground crew. I, it was a long time ago this video first came out, and I haven't. So watched he it. had some access to the plane. He worked as he worked as ground crew, and I think he'd been there for about ten years. And I think he drove the the little trucks that that you know when the the, the plane is is going to to the runway, um, or is docking with the the connecting thing. Then I think he drove those trucks and things. And um, what I remember is that one day after planning this for a long time and doing his flight simulator stuff, learning how to fly properly, he um, turned up to work on like a normal day, waited until the, the plane had been vacated. I think it just landed or something. And then he just um, pulled out the truck, like pull, pulled the plane out onto one of the runways or something, and then got out of the truck, dismounted it, and then suddenly, like, climbed up into the into the plane. He'd like left the door open with the with the um, stairs and stuff. Then he shut it off and just just like took it off, which is amazing. Um, after and and he'd never flown a fight. Uh, he'd never flown a plane before in his life. Like, it was the first time ever. He'd only ever done flight simulators and and uh, computer games and stuff. So he manages to take this thing off. Um, and then he has like three hours of fuel, 
And I think the quite early on, they shut down the, the local airspace and stuff. The air traffic control started speaking to him and like trying to persuade him to to come down and like, you know, what are you doing? And and can you try and land at runway five and stuff like that? But he was like, no, no, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy myself. And yeah, he started doing like acrobatic stunts. And you've got to realize as well, this was a big commercial plane. Like it wasn't a small plane. It was, I didn't meet everyone. Um, it wasn't a small plane. It was like a, I think a plane for like a hundred people, like a decently sized plane, a commercial plane. Um, and then he starts doing like acrobatic stunts and, and barrel rolls and things. And it gets to a point where he's flying around. I think he's over like a big lake and he decides to do a loop the loop. So he says to um, air traffic control, I'm going to do like a barrel roll and then a loop the loop and, uh, you know, and maybe call it a night then. And um, he he just starts like I think he does a barrel roll and into a loop the loop and, and does it like above a massive lake. And for some miracle, he manages to do the loop the loop such that the bottom of the, the arc is about two meters above the ocean. Like he barely scratches the ocean, probably the wingtips hit the ocean. But he barely ma manages to make it. And then he's like surprised. He's like, fuck, you know, I, I thought that was the end. But he manages to pull off like the one of the greatest like looking acrobatic stunts with a commercial airplane ever. I had like the, the thinnest razor edge margins. Um, and then he flies for a bit more. And I think eventually he like after some dialogue back and forth and, and joking around and stuff and, and saying how much he's enjoying it. He eventually says to the, the air traffic control, like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go into an island. Um, so I think he finds like an island that was fairly uninhabited. I remember looking it up and it was like it had four residents or something, but it was like a, mostly covered in trees and things. And then, yeah, the, the, the fuel ran out and he just nosedived into an island and, and killed himself. Um, but it was a beautiful thing because for that like last two hours and it was largely recorded through the air traffic control recordings and things, it was he was in this state of just like childlike awe and amazement and just really, really living for the last few hours of his life. It was like he'd probably been super depressed and suicidal and I don't know what problems, you know, whether it was like drug addiction or mental illness or whatever else. But it's like he decided to do it and then he'd given himself full permission to just love the last few hours of his life. Um, and I really liked as well the, the air traffic control. So they were trying to talk him down and, and try and persuade him to not harm himself, to come back to the runway. But at least the, the clips I heard, it was like the guy did try to do that. But at the same time, he realized that, you know, it probably was going to be the last two hours of this guy's life. And he probably was very determined. So he was kind of joking around with him as well, like just like <laughs> complimenting him on, on the, the tricks and the acrobatics he pulled off and um, not not ruining his his mood and his window of time that he'd allotted to just like have an amazing time in the last last few hours of his life it wasn't intrusive it wasn't like you've got to get back here you've got to get back here he didn't press it like that it was like you know we'd really like you to land but at the same time i'm not gonna not gonna intrude if you really want to do this and um and the other beautiful thing is he doesn't he didn't harm anyone he obviously wasted like 50 million dollars worth of plane but at the same time, he didn't waste, he didn't, he didn't harm anyone. He just, you know, had his fun. He did his acrobatics. Then that was it. Good night. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people die too. And I've seen a lot of people, uh, attempt or, um, you know, some people succeed in things like suicide, but, and I'm not advocating for it or anything. It's just like, but the, this sort of episode was so unusual, even among that, right? Like it's, uh, 
I don't know, it's something like almost like a like you know heading to Valhalla kind of thing, like some kind of crazy ass like movie scene. But like mm. even most movie scenes don't quite like capture like what he says and how he says it. Right? It's almost like no, it's insane. Know. It's one of the yeah, most like. Because in some describe... ways, I see myself in the guy, right? I see myself in the playfulness of like playing on the airplane. It's like how you play on a video game and all that stuff. But the, yeah. you know, at the same time, it's not like I'm not like the type of person that's going to land in, and crash into an island or whatever. No, the, and there's like a shocking level of acceptance in him. I think like he's really decided, like he's really decided to do it. Like but he knows this is the end. Like there's no, there's no going back from it at all. And it's almost as if his complete decision and his complete um, acceptance of that fact just just makes it somehow really, really free and really, really alive. I think I'd describe it as like one of the most human things I've ever listened to, if that makes sense, Sefi. Just like yeah, it's it's a little bit different. Like let's say you know you're going to die because some sort of like uh, you know let's say there's some uh, you're trying to protect people from an explosion or like you're a warrior or maybe. Um, I don't know, like in that movie, remember that movie Armageddon with all the like comets and shit hitting the earth and like Bruce Willis, like, you know, pushes the button and like blows up the little thing in the meteorite and everyone's crying because like, you know, dad just kind of saved his daughter. And remember that movie? Like, so that's different because like in a heroic way, it's like, okay, you sort of sacrificed your life for some sort of purpose. Mm. But it was like this guy sort of like just sacrifices life for this like epic last second joyride which is a very weird, like, uh, it's, it's strange in that it's like, it didn't have a particular reason. Like there wasn't a, a purpose, like you would imagine like a hero would have a purpose. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was clearly suicidal and then he just decided to make it beautiful, which is very cool. Um, yeah. Do you know, do you know Man's- that backstory to it? Because, um, I mean, I mean, what if he, you know, received like some news that maybe he had like, uh, two months to live or something like that. No, for... It was, yeah. The, I think the backstory was just mental illness. There was no health thing. The only thing, the only thing that's kind of sad for me is, is, I mean, I think we're all responsible for our own lives and you know, can end them whenever we like. Um, but I think it, it, it was sad that, that maybe the people around him didn't realize he was such a beautiful soul. Like you really see what he is when he's doing that last, like, and so it's a wonder. It's a wonderful thing that it's recorded, right? Like for me, that that is a beautiful human being. Like his his freedom and his playfulness and his his like, um, I don't know. There's, there's something about that guy that's really beautiful, like really poetic, in my opinion. And it's a, for me, it's like sad that he didn't have people around him who kind of saw that and felt it out and and maybe you know helped him not not commit suicide. Yeah, there's a quote by Jean Paul Richter. He says, like, man's feelings are um, purest or most glowing in the hour of meeting and of farewell. So I thought that was pretty good. But I got to I got to jump. I'm going to go jump into this other space. It was a pleasure talking to all of you. I hope to talk to you soon. Robin, did you yeah. mention the other space just to make us all feel awful? What's that? Why did you have to mention the other space? Was it just to make us feel bad? No, no, no. I no, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to leave and just say. I, I mean, the hardest thing is to say hello and say goodbye, right? Oh, so yeah. I, <laughs> I just wanted to say goodbye. We're gonna stop Robin to the next space and see what he's doing. No, no, no. it's gonna be all. <laughs> he's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do. I'll do whatever you want, but um, it's with Baroness Seffi. You know Baroness. What is he? 
What is it about? Yeah. Like, why have you? Uh, I I I've talked to Baroness a few times in the Voyager spaces, and um, she's helped me out just kind of get started. And she's the name of the space is called Web Three Starter Pack. So I'm curious what questions are going to be involved there, and what she knows about Web Three as well. Oh, it's so. that, that bitch in the Mary Beth. Is- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's some people in there that I know. Tim Brown, Doctor Carey's in there. Uh, but anyway, well, I'll talk to you. <laughs> it was a really good conversation. I it just started like maybe ten minutes ago. But anyway, bye bye. <laughs> hey, coach. How? Uh, where can I see that video that you were just uh, talking about? Yeah, yeah. Please posted it at the top, but also look on YouTube. Um, Sky King, and I think his name is Richard Russell. And there is a long, like, 30-minute version. I can't remember the good version. But um, a lot of these videos are just, like, the footage of him speaking to air traffic control and doing the loop the loops and stuff. There is a nice documentary, but I can't remember what it's called or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's like a, there's, I think there's, like, a 10-minute video of unedited clips of him um, filmed from the ground from, from just you know, regular members of the public and also overlaid with, with footage of that loop the loop and all of his air traffic control recordings and stuff yeah it's just for me i just found it and i just browsed all of the videos i thought it's like one of the most beautiful things ever got it thanks coach oh hey up how are you doing me no uh up kda hadn't uh come on in a while just saying hello seeing if he was kind of enjoying the conversation or whatever I just sent in Isabella, or I mean Marie, a sad face because she came and then she left in like three seconds. Have you noticed, Katie, she's very like agendered, like she'll come in and she'll talk about her toothpaste. And then like the moment the conversation changes to something else, she like gets the fuck out of there. She's very like business minded. It's very. Yeah, she's, a, she's very much a businesswoman, I think. It's, it's odd. Like there's no, there's always got to be some purpose, right? She's always about the toothpaste or the, the streaming or the Twitch thing. It's very, um, I don't know, but it's kind of like she's shooting herself in the foot because she needs to, she needs to spend a little bit of time like getting to know us and stuff. Otherwise, I don't know. We're not really going to follow her much. What's up, Safi? I didn't hear you talk, man. I was working my bed. Oh yeah. Just checking to see, uh, yeah. What you up to? Just working in crypto, like most most days, doing the same, like you and everyone else probably oh, you, here. You've, well, do you have like, a, yeah, what like what kind of work do you do? And you trying to dox me or something, or what do you do? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Like, what do you do? Like, no, do you, I, uh, I I do like uh, I sell um, I I sell services like um, manufacturing services in a in a different industry than crypto. I'll say that. Good times though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were saying like you worked in like some sort of like crypto project or some shit, something like that. Well, I definitely am in crypto enough to be, I guess, call it professional. I'm also a miner, a big time miner, but uh, yeah, not in any particular project yet. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah. You uh, enjoying the, the crazy ass conversation as usual or. <laughs> What'd you say? It broke up. Or, uh, I said you, you enjoying the the interesting conversation or. Oh yeah, man. That's why I'm here every single day or I try to be with you guys because the uh, conversation is, is always good times regardless of what's happening in the crypto world. Oh, in other words, like it's better to not sit around being depressed and shit. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, I was having conversations within the KDA community about how 
coaches uh, single-handedly um, taken, or not single-handedly, I should say, this community has single-handedly taken the lunk coin from the dirt to the uh, to the kingdom. So it's a very big lesson for everybody to understand how um, it's not all about technology. It's about leadership and, and community and driving that, that, uh, those good times and having fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like a lot of the, the purely technical and serious people don't really appreciate the other side. Have you noticed this, um, up KDA? They're like, it's like they, they, they have very negative opinions about it in general. They don't realize that it's really it's it's like the lifeblood and and the thing that causes all of the momentum um, to have this like fun side, this this like excitement side, and these other personalities. Absolutely. In fact, I think everybody makes fun of autism and and um, you know the the analytical or the technical side or all these devs and coders, but that's kind of what where they're missing the the boat. Um, and I think that's what you've exploited here, or what you've what you're very good at is what I'm saying. What a word, exploited, eh? Certainly. It doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It just means that you've uncovered the uh, the truth or the, the gold. True, true. Are you guys in the uh, Lunka Dao uh, Telegram? Anybody? Yeah, I own it. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you get rid of that one guy? That one guy over there is spotting uh, around. He's doing what, sir? He was fighting. His name's uh, Damn something. Damn. I can't remember. I was just on there. It's okay. It's good. You need those folks. <laughs> it sort of spices up, it juices up everything, right? What's his name? Uh, damn something. Hold on one sec. I'll, uh... I've, I've, uh, I've hired like 20 voluntary moderators. No, but like, uh, there's, it's one thing to say like, oh, you're like, you know, on Twitter for some specific objective. It's another thing to say. It's like, it's like hanging out with the gang is just fun. Like, like who gives a shit what the objective is? Like, it's just interesting to kind of just hang out with folks and see what people like to do. Yeah, I always thought that was really interesting because it's like, like, it's not like you can only do one thing, right? Like, I'm sure if like Lunk has like utility or whatever, and like you can talk about that, but do you want to just talk about that like every single day, like all the yeah, time? Like, like the right. idea of like having some kind of like kind of like calendly or whatever the fuck that is and you know have like this whole like schedule of like i don't know meetings or some shit like the entire day is just kind of like and like how much can you really talk about right like i remember when right. i first got into crypto i was doing some nft stuff and like i was like i actually had like a pretty good eye for nft stuff it's super volatile so i was kind of intimidated in the end but like i bought this one nft and it like went like 5x and everyone was like like going crazy over it like i just like, made a whole bunch of money and uh they had this twitter space and they were like wow it's so good and like like after like 30 minutes like the, the space was just like what's your favorite trait <laughs> you know on the nft and like it was just so nothing and like like uh for example milady it was quite good because they have like actually like a good community and like it's in the same way it's almost similar to like this lunk thing where it's like they're actually enjoying their time right they're like posting well and like having fun and like People don't think of the utility of just like uh, the community, right? Yeah, like for example, like, you know, if I really wanted to, I don't know, um, like let's say for example, you know how people post their little, like, you know, funny little things like, 
you know, when it gets really heated, right, people post their little Lambo pictures and this and that. They're like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to get rich and I'm going to, you know, drive a fancy car or whatever the hell, right? Like, you know, um, like if, if I wanted to go do that, right, if I just wanted to kind of order up a fucking like rental car or something like some sports car, I could have it shipped to me and be driving around in it right now. Like, like it just doesn't, it just doesn't, these crazy things just like don't appeal to me. Like, it, I think this is more fun. Um, you know, I, like, but there, there's so many things that you, you actually don't need that much money to do. And people kind of obsess over it, you know, 24 seven to some extent. I think it's uh, sort of like more interesting about, you know, how these things like affect people, you know, how they can be useful to people. Um, you know, but it's like a lot of people get into this, like, oh, I need to get rich immediately kind of thinking in those spaces. And it like you have this undercurrent, like everyone's listening to see, OK, like what are they saying next that's going to make me rich and shit like this? It's like a very specific, like objective driven group when you go to those kind of audiences, which is fine. Like what you know, it is what it is. Right. But it's not the same. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't hold the same sort of like entertainment value or just like fun or. I don't know, whatever it is. It's like, um, do you really need that? Um, uh, do you need to have that like 24-7? Probably not. It's kind of like midwintery, right? It's kind of like, it doesn't, it doesn't shine to me as like the most bright people, right? It's the same person who's like, like always talking about sports cars or something like that. Like whether or not you're in crypto or not, like I just don't care, man. It was uh, Dam's Land, Coach. But maybe if, if you if you keep them there just for entertainment, that's funny. Hold on a second. I'm allowing people to speak as well. Sorry, I can't add you for some reason. Let me try. Damn land. I've got no idea what you just said. Damn's land. The guy, the guy on the uh, uh, the telegram that was running his mouth. Oh. Don't worry too much about him. Uh, up, I'm going to drop you off so Zara can hop back on for a second since you're kind of busy anyway. Uh, let me kind of... Because it's like this thing is full for whatever reason. Um, let's see here. Where'd Zara go? Oh, there she is. I'm actually going to hop off then in that case because like I have a haircut appointment and I got to yeah, yeah. get ready for that. Go so for peace. it. Go for it. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> right when Lucas joins. Oh, I'm so mad now. Oh, this is the worst. Yeah, make sure a gay man cuts your hair so it comes out good. Yeah, I'm going to go for a haircut now as well, guys. I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Bye, Grove. Bye, Grove. I love you. Wait, where did Wipe Pump go? She's Bye, Nikki. Oh, there she is. Lucas, what are you doing? He's a little nervous. Just give him a second. I think Lucas is usually like also trying to actively get banned on Twitter. Mm. Like, like a mission. You can be a little bit confronting sometimes, Sefi. Like, I don't know. It wouldn't be my approach. It's better to just make statements and then like let Lucas... I don't know, feel comfortable, feel like an opening. There's a topic that he relates to or something. You're always um, a bit... It's Lucas. I don't think he needs an opening. He's pretty... <laughs> no, he gets... You I don't, don't understand, man. Like appearances versus internal. You, you should be a bit more gentle with him. All right. He's gone down to speaker now. Like you've, Oh, for fuck's sake. Lucas, where did you go? You've, you've, you made him feel nervous, man. Like, just don't do that. You did. That. I like Lucas. Lucas has a very kind and sweet girlfriend. She's a very nice person. So, um, maybe try that again, Sefi. Be a little bit more gentle and invite him back up. Lucas, um, 
uh, dear Lucas, would you like to? Oh, now I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I can't yeah, hear any of you guys, but there's the voice dictation down at the bottom, so I can kind of respond to you like 15 seconds after you say it. Wait, can you hear us now? No. Now I can hear you. That's odd. Space has been weird lately. We had this bug as well where, where someone joined and they could hear everyone except one person. So like whenever the person they couldn't hear spoke, they would like be speaking over them. Just a, a, yeah, like a load of really weird bugs. <laughs> the invisible yeah. man room thing. Yeah, last night actually, uh, there was there was somebody in the space last night that I couldn't see. So I saw like I could hear somebody talking, but um, wasn't able to see who it was. It's like it's somehow designed to cause arguments. You know what I mean? It's like we're gonna two people in the space. We're gonna not allow them to hear each other properly. Well, it's so it's intentionally designed to like produce insecurity in whoever's speaking, right? Like you you can never know if anyone actually uh, hears what you're saying. Or if they just hear you dropping off and they think you're some sort of like awkward guy who just trails off in the middle of all of his sentences. We had a load of, we had a load of situations where there was like a, a gap in the speech and somebody would start speaking. And then the one who couldn't hear him would also start speaking to fill the gap. So like they were always like talking over each other. And one of them uh, couldn't hear the other one, but one of them could. So the one that could hear the other one was like, this guy's fucking rude. Or like he's, he's just talking over me because he doesn't respect me at all. And the other one became like really insecure. A really good dynamic. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I've always, uh, I don't know, like my, my spaces have always been kind of uh, exactly that way. So like if I don't have the thing open, like if I'm not actively open with the space open with my phone screen on, then I can't hear anything. But as soon as my phone screen shuts off, then it like kicks me out, boots me from everything or like, but it's not always the same thing. Like sometimes it shuts me out boots me from everything sometimes it just de-speakers me sometimes it mutes me sometimes it just stops playing the audio feedback how's the uh rome total war uh twitch stream going marie or is it working out hello um Actually, I had a really bad day because I learned that the internet at my house is not fast enough to stream Total War. So I decided that it would be a good idea. Well, I looked up online, like, what places in public have the best Wi-Fi for uploading. And I saw that Dunkin' Donuts has some of the fastest Wi-Fi in the country. So I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and then there was a firewall, so I couldn't um, upload because of the firewall. Then I did some really high tech stuff and I actually Googled this phenomenon and found out that if I got a VPN, then maybe it would be bypass the firewall. So then I had to look up what a VPN was. So then I learned what a VPN was. And then I learned that if you have a free VPN, it's not as good as the ones that you pay for because the free ones just sell your information. <laughs> so then I purchased the VPN. I like and then I really do. And then anyway, go ahead. You, Sorry. Yes. Am I being long-winded? No, no, no. It's it's impressive. I'm, I'm like impressed. It. It's cool. I'm almost. Done. I can't hear Marie at all. I can't hear Sifa. I can only hear Bruce. <laughs> so then I. After I had learned what a VPN was, learned that I should purchase one. I purchased one called NordVPN, but unfortunately, 
if you're at Dunkin' Donuts and you have a VPN, your internet straight up doesn't work because Dunkin' Donuts needs to steal your information for some reason. So then I had to get on the phone with customer service at NordVPN or on the chat box with whoever that was and I had to tell them to refund me my money because I didn't need the VPN anymore because I wasn't going to be able to, to stream in public anyway. Then the whoever it was on the other one gave me my money back. It was like $86 or something. So I did say $86 for two years of VPN service. Um, but I still have a problem that I can't stream from home. So I'm going to have to do some brainstorming about how to what, how to what do you have what do you have at home what's your what type of connection is it well actually so i live in a place that is like basically basically i live in like an airbnb so the the service is done is like done by the person who owns this place so i might not be here for that much longer so i might like go back home to like where I really live and just use my internet there, but I can't really change the internet here because the internet doesn't belong to me. So I don't know, does anyone have any suggestions of how I can get faster internet at the place that I live? Right do you now? have, do you, what kind of service do you have on your, your cell phone right now? It's like have, uh, 5G or what is it? Yeah, it's 5G. I have Boost Mobile. You might be able to try like streaming via yeah. your phone service, like Hotspotted or whatever. Maybe that'll yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, just like unlimited minutes, and Hotspot it should work fine. Honestly, I think that you should beg a guy in here to pay for your internet. <laughs> Some of them will do it. I know at I least like two of them in here. I might, but yeah, give him your cash app. Pay for her internet. Why aren't you paying for it? Yeah, um, she's been in here. She's been giving you her time, and you're not going to pay for her internet. It's probably only twenty five dollars. Like, just Venmo her. My God, it's so fucking. Rude. I can only simp so many women at the same family. time. It's it's, it's pretty funny that your solution, your go to, was to try and Marie, find somewhere where you can go app. to and use the Marie, internet. Marie, give him your cash app. So yeah. you my, buy some internet. So my okay. um, so my yes. my. Um, what's it called? My Venmo is actually in my, in my Twitter bio. There you go. There you go. Look at her we're Twitter largely account. crypto nerds here. We don't really Send know what cash at is. Least, like internet. So like, hold on. What's the Google internet called again? Spectrum. Is that what it is? That's usually oh. like $25. So at least give her that much. I mean, I don't know what internet she's got over there, wherever she lives. I don't know what she's got. I don't know, Marie, but you know what? Just you're hired as my PR. You're welcome. There's something fucked but up. It's usually at least $25 for most internet services. Um, so I would at least send her $25. It might be more for like something fancy like Xfinity, but it really just depends. I don't know where she lives or what she has available to her, but that's the cheapest internet I've ever heard of. Uh, I pay like over a hundred bucks. Yeah, me too. Well, this isn't about you. <clears throat> okay, hi, Sophie. This is about yeah, you. Hi, coach. <laughs> hi, coach. Coach, uh, thank you for coming back. I mean, Sophie, I, I believe you remember me. Uh, back to our spaces. I have a few questions. Yeah, thank you, Sophie. Uh, coach, um, I have a few. What the fuck is that? Uh, what the fuck? Then? Is that an Indian? The Indian, what the fuck does it, how does it even matter? Bloody. 
Stop uh, it. Why the fuck are you being... Are you Indian? Be honest. Yeah, I'm an Indian. Why the fuck are you being racist? Bloody. But like a real one? Like, okay, are you trolling? Are you like really like Oh bloody Safi uh, bloody Safi and Poach knows He's le- he's legitimately Indian. Uh, like where? Where are you uh, from in uh, India? What the fuck? I mean, why do you even care? Why do you even care? Because why can't you tell me? Why are you being sneaky? Why are you being secretive? Oh, why can't you just oh, tell me? Why are oh, you ashamed? Just tell me where you're fucking from. Shut the fuck up. Tell me where the fuck you're from. Shut the fuck up. Who are you even to ask? Where are you from in India? I'm from Iraq, bloody. Shut the fuck up, okay? I'm not here to answer. Why are you so ashamed of where you're from? Why are you ashamed of who you are? I'm not ready to answer you. This is amazing. You sound ashamed to me. I'm not ready to answer you. Why do you care? Because I'm curious. Like, are you not proud of where you're from? Don't you want to share that with me? Shut the fuck up, you bitch. Okay. Sophie and Coach, I'm here for you guys, okay? You're being a real bitch right now. You don't call me a bitch because you're being a bitch because you're being real selfish with some information. I'm just curious. Both of you. Both of you. I'm a qualified You know, I like it. Indians. I can help I you like work oh, you, like you know, I do. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they want to resolve this. Okay, Sophie and like, um, Coach. They are Coach and Sophie. Okay, I'm here. I have a couple. Yeah, I, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> Bloody bitch. Okay. What this? Um, I see. I have a couple of my friends whom I didn't. Guys, please, no bitches. And uh, they got into. Okay, is it about lungs? Luna Classic or something else, so that uh, no, but it's about anything, man. Go ahead. Uh, if it is not about Luna Classic, then let me just get out of this space, and I'll get back to you. I mean, see, this doesn't matter. I'll get back to you again in Luna Classic space, Coach. I don't mind. We don't really have a a topic or an agenda. Um, anything goes. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry. I just, I mean, I, I was just awake and I just got into the space and. Uh, among this bloody bitch, whoever it is. Okay, see, um, uh, you you know that you know. I mean, I, I got into Luna Classic only because of you, and uh, I did influence a few others. I say about eight to nine other guys, and they also got into Luna Classic. And now, uh, I mean, I, I I have staked my entire Luna Classic with you again. A few millions I've staked it with you. Now that the price is coming down, these guys are, you know, in a panic mode and they ask me, and I said, you know, relax, guys, you know, it's going to bounce back or whatever it is. Um, but uh, So, Berkey, that's why you're in a bad mood? You know what? Okay, um, shut the I'd be in a bad mood if I lived in India too. That's a bad time. No offense, I'm just being honest. And I know you know it is too. Don't don't be mad at me because I know you probably would agree with me, even though you live there. I have staked a few millions with Lankdao, and at the same time, I still haven't touched any any of my you know staked tokens. So you know, it's about my friends who are in a panic mode. No, I'm answerable to them. And that's yeah, the reason what, what I was what, asking, you know, coach, with regards to that. So, uh, it, it's okay, coach, you know what? Um, I'll get back to you guys. What, what I'll get back to you guys in another uh, space. Right now, I, you know, it's all about pussies and stuff. It's okay. Take care, coach. Bye. Why is he so mad? We just want to... I don't know. It's, uh, Guys, stop it. Don't be mean to him. He lives in India and it's really hard to live there because they don't have like running water and stuff. 
I know it's kind of funny, but I just feel like that was kind of mean to him, to be honest. I mean, he seemed yeah. alright. Yeah. No, more, it's hard living over there because they don't have water. In no, like I, I agree with making jokes about India. I think they're really funny, but like it's funnier when you direct it against someone who really deserves it. You know, like he was just he like did a deserve- No, I wasn't joking. I was curious. I wanted to know where he was from. No, I, I important. Come on, it's okay. Like. I just feel like no, it was a bit I needed to know. Like, why I'm can't I call you out? But I just feel like we need to. Well, I don't empathy. feel sorry. <laughs> well, I needed to know because I no, was no scope. Maybe tell us about yourself. Like, so um, maybe today, do you what? Do you, like, what do you like to do? Do you like to just like uh, maybe like periodically kick someone in the nuts? Like, do you like karate? Maybe like do you like have, do you do training ninja training or something like that? No, I don't do any of that because honestly, karate and like stuff like that's really expensive. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to sign up for that type of stuff, but if they charge like $50 a class where I live, it's really overpriced. Like I'm not going to pay that much for karate or something. Um, no, Scott, I do you have been so mean to that guy. I was not mean. I was just curious. I don't know why he took it as an insult. I just wanted to know where he was from because he sounded a little different to me. You don't need to shout. I love India. I am literally a little Indian myself. No, Scope, where where are you from? I'm from Missouri. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. But no, it really wasn't an insult. I was genuinely curious because his accent was different. I was like, where is he from in India? Because I don't know a lot about India. I think maybe like it sometimes comes across when people start, you know, raising their voice a little bit, even if it's just because they're being passionate, like sometimes people can take that as um, a little uh, abrasive. So maybe he was, you know, was just getting anxious. Yeah. Well, you know, I like how everyone. I don't really feel that bad because this is the way I sound. And you know what? He just has to get over it because some people in the world are loud. And when you live in this world, some people are loud and it's not always offensive. And I really think that you shouldn't just go into things assuming someone's insulting you. You know, it's funny that you say you're from Missouri because like, I thought like Midwesterners were supposed to have that like Midwestern, you know, sensibilities and in, in like the Midwestern. No, politics. no. Have you, seen, have you seen the Addy? Have you seen the Ozarks yet? I have seen. The I'm Ozarks, from yeah. the Ozarks. I am from there. Fuck yeah! yeah that's what I'm uh, now about. I'm now I'm picking up on what you're saying. <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest. I don't feel of, bad. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't. Mm. I just you, that's, you, you actually sound rude. like that. I'm genuinely you curious. Like that, you sound I, like yeah, you that sound girl. like that uh, girl with the curly, uh, whatever her name is that plays her. You really do. Who's also in that? That show, Inventing Anna, about that yeah. scammer girl. I'm a little who, of like, it. I really like the scenery in it. I think they actually filmed mm-hmm. that in the Ozarks. I don't know too much about the show, but they but did you know film what? it in the Ozarks. He's not here, so I don't really know why I've got to explain. But, you know, I didn't really have ill intention. I, I get curious about India because I don't get to go over there. It's a little far oh, away. You thought he was like faking the accent and fucking around with a everybody little and bit, trolling? Yeah, I really did. That's kind of also why I asked because his accent sounded a little fake. So I was like, no, he was India. real. He was real. Um, Marie Lucas, I'm really interested in what you have to say. I think they're just putting their hands up for solidarity and stuff. By the way, no, yeah, no, it's just no, like a wave please. salute thing. By the way, no, oh, cool. I didn't mind anything you said. Like, you can say whatever the fuck you like, even if it's offensive. I, I don't really care. But 
I didn't like the way you interrupted him when he was speaking. He was trying to ask questions and stuff. And you were like down his throat, like, don't do that. Give him a bit of space. Then you can like fully refute him. That would be nicer. I have an opinion. Like, for example, let him get to put like three sentences out and then then hammer him. Right. Like once you have like some real good material to like use. Right. Yeah, I think I think no scope. You're one of those people who like goes for a very quick pleasure and maybe ruins the amount of pleasure you can get long term. You're like a masturbator. You're like you're like one of those guys who just like masturbating is not long term. Masturbating gives you dopamine. Long term is serotonin. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're like one serotonin. of those guys. No, no, that's not what you're saying. Masturbating is dopamine. Serotonin is long term. You don't get serotonin from masturbating. Serotonin is the chemical of aggression. Also, I think now we've and just changed the bullying from to make the Indian to no scope. I think we should just like be making like happiness and curiosity. And to be honest, I'm really confused right now. <laughs> Wait, I oh, just have something so to say. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what's happening right. I'm going to be honest, guys. I know you all are grilling me right now, but I really don't know what's happening. I have to say that I think that No Scope provided an opportunity for the Indian guy to show like strength of character and will. And like clearly No Scope is like kind of a spastic person. She is um, a little bit of a wild card. You never know what's going to happen next. And this Indian guy could have taken that and kind of run with it. And clearly he did not have the strength of character to deal with this woman. And Mm -hmm. so I don't think we should be blaming her for giving this man an opportunity to shine. And he failed and called her a beach. Hold on. Marie, yeah, he called me a bitch that... first, and I thought we were. No, no, he didn't. I didn't realize he was a real Indian. I didn't Jesus. know he was a real one. I thought he was faking, and I just needed to make sure because I think it's disrespectful to pretend to be Indian when you're not. And I was. Oh, okay, we get it. Can you let like other people speak? Because you keep interrupting everyone like you do with the Indian. It's really okay, boring. Well, just interrupt me. Yeah. I'm a little louder than me. Yeah, but Coach. it's not like a rumor. We can Coach, talk I over each other. Coach, I'm American. Yeah. We're a little loud. And I can't Just like put your mouth like right here and be like, shut up, no scope. And I'll be like, oh, oops. Shut up, no scope. Go ahead. You ever watch right. James yeah. Silent Bob? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just Jay, who is speaking, man? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, coach. I, I got an idea. You know, I'm opening a new shop. You know that I, I, I do pizzas. You know, I got pizza shops. Uh-huh. I'm open. I'm opening a new shop. But what I was thinking is, I was yeah. thinking about do something to do with uh, Luna Classic. You know, yeah. I was thinking about put the name as a lunch. But when I check it out, it's you know the lunch. It comes up as a lunch, like lunch, like a uh, you know go for a lunch kind of thing. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you have any ideas for that? Well, what do you mean? Do you mean selling pizzas for lunch or what? Do you mean like delivery? No, no. I'm opening a brand new shop for it's going to be brand new shop. So I got no name on it yet. So I'm just building it up and I'm thinking about opening it in two, two, two to three months max. Right. So I'm thinking about putting the name as a shop, like a Luna, Luna Classic or something. And then I put a logo for the Luna Classic and I make like Luna's special, I don't know, Terra special pizzas kind of thing. Yeah, I can sort that out, out the menu later on, but I need to find the name. I don't know what to put the name. Yeah, yeah. well, well, like, where are you? Newcastle, right? You're yeah. 
move to Newcastle. I don't know. Like you're gonna have to find some, some Luna Classic investors near you. I don't know if they're near you. I think they might all be in India. Um, I don't know if there's like a target market there, man. Unless you're gonna, unless you're like so social and you talk to everyone so much with your existing shops that you've like persuaded the whole of Newcastle to buy a Luna Classic, then it could work. Um, uh, and do you know what I got? Uh, do you know normally when we do the pizzas, we put some kind of uh, uh, stick stickers yeah, on the pizza boxes. So I was thinking about maybe we can do um, like uh, some kind of Luna, Luna Classic or I don't know, uh, something to do with Luna, you know, like a mm. logo. Hey, Jacob, let, me, let me give you an idea. Uh, just have really good internet there with very high speeds, right? Um, that way people like Marie can stream their Twitch video games. Otherwise, uh, they're going to say bad things, give you bad reviews and all that shit, right? Yeah, just make sure there's no firewalls blocking the ability for people to stream on Twitch. And then the the Twitch stream will get your place more revenue and free advertising. I mean, I have no problem with the uh, customer base, you know, like because when you do your job good and people come, you know, I have no yeah. problem with that kind of thing. But I'm just uh, just want to advertise about the Luna. Uh, somehow the people can see, I don't know, like, uh, maybe do the pizza. Like We need to find the name first, then we can go for it. But, you know, this logo stuff, and I got all my friends that, you know, they own pizza shops and stuff. What we can do, for example, I don't know how, how we're going to spot this, but we can, for example... Um, get their uh, logo and no get their name and phone number and then our logo on the stickers and i can go give it to everybody you know in in a one month whole newcastle gonna have fucking uh Jay-Hun, i have an idea <laughs> i've been to some i've been to some pizza shops right uh you can like take all of our profile pictures you see here uh like download them to your computer uh, blow them up and hang them inside the pizzeria and then like tell stories about these uh, sort of like strange people on the internet that uh, like gave you this fucked up idea to to turn your pizza parlor into like this uh, this place with like weird cryptocurrency and shit and like <laughs> maybe uh, there's a little button underneath each of the pictures on the wall right and it'll have like one of us like a clip of one of us talking you can push the button and I'll say some fucked up thing like enjoy uh, Jay Hoon's pizza, or maybe Marie will talk about toothpaste, or KT will perhaps uh, you know cut you up with her ninja sword, or Y Pump will say you know Luna to the moon or some shit like that, and you know maybe Addy will talk about purses. So you have like a whole peanut gallery of like us like retards, and we just put it all in a wall, and like people just come and. Like it'll be like a really beautiful experience in Turkey, right? Like we're or or in for that matter Newcastle, where like nobody's gonna fucking expect that, right? It's just really weird, don't you think? Yeah, we can do it. Why not? Anything. But I'm thinking about doing this thing on that that Luna shop, on uh, just for that shop gonna be like build it on crypto, you know? Like yeah, yeah. You build that shit, and I'm gonna yeah. like even if I don't like make myself a parent, I'm gonna go sit there and eat your pizza at some point. Maybe <laughs> yeah. for sure right now there's like 20 people in here and your guys conversation is not very inclusive and i really think that we should all play a game instead i think we should think of a game that everybody can play because um i don't know what's I just the feel game like, go I for it let's make I mean, us like a cool game game? Game? what's the game everyone likes maybe we can um, all have 
karaoke contest or something. Yeah, like periodically, like we'll all gang up on like cryptographer or something like that and just make fun of him. That's one game. Um, sure, that's fine. <laughs> like, and then there's like other games, like um, I don't know. There's like yesterday they were trying to get me to have like an orgasm without actually soiling my pants, and like I don't know how that was going to play out, but it like somehow the conversation shifted and that didn't happen. Um, yeah, there's all these weird like uh, game ideas, but I'm not sure which one to like, you know. To, well, to not really. This is like the first Twitter. What's this called? The group thing, chat voice that I've been on. I forgot what these are called. So I don't really know like what people are able to do. I don't know if they can like send little pictures. Like you know how I message, you can draw a little picture. I don't really know how to like use the buttons on here yet. Maybe we can play Hangman. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we can play like. Scrap. Yeah, you can go and you can share a tweet, and you can if you hit the share button, like you know how you hit the. Little... Is there like a chat in here? Is there like a message group? I don't know how this. This is like the first one I've joined. No, there's no. It's just like whatever you say, right? Like so, like for example, you're just talking, right? That's all we know about you. Fuck. Okay. Can I point That's... out? The, can I point out that no scope jizz shot sounds just like what I imagine Marie sounds like when she's drunk. Like there's something to it. Are you drunk? Be honest. No, but I'm really serious about the game thing. I think we should all play a game because there's a lot of us in here. And I don't really think out if there's like 20 of us, I think only maybe maximum 10 people in here actually care about that conversation. And I think we should be a little inclusive and I think we should play a little. In fact, I think it was only like one person that cared about the conversation, maybe two. I think that we should play. What's a game that people can play over chat, like when they can't send a little message or draw a little picture? Maybe we can. A good game that I think you'd like playing. It's when you go to like, there's this place in England and it's like a playground and it's called the M5 and it's known for. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Never mind. I can't say it. Never mind. Honestly, I don't. About Sarah's it. embarrassed. It's interesting. Mm. No, no scope. How old are you out of curiosity? I'm 22. Addie's 22 as well. You have a very sort of, I honestly would have thought you were much, much younger than that. Honestly, I take that as a compliment because I'm at that age where like, okay, I don't even mean this in a shitty way, but like I'm having like a quarter life crisis because you know how like as a woman, it's like, oh, well, you're getting infertile. You're almost 30. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel that way at 22, but maybe I should. I don't know. Like 22, you know, I've been seeing some weird, maybe it's because of Andrew Tate. He says some things sometimes. Mm. Man, that's a little weird. Well, so are you... Are you worried about infertility? Are you on birth control? You should get off of it if you're worried about No, I'm about getting my tooth tied. Oh, so why are you worried about infertility then? Because what if it affects me? Like, what if people like me? Well, less? getting your tubes tied is certainly going to affect you. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. one. Think about this enough before we have this conversation. I guess I didn't really think about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big decision. Maybe some really thought should about definitely it a go into that one. No scope. Do you have like half like maybe Mexican or Jewish blood? You really have the sort of cattiness and loudness of a fiery Latino or 
Um, Zara, I don't think you've been to the Ozarks before. I haven't. I've never stepped foot in the U.S. In the Ozarks, it's a little funny because I didn't... Well, honestly, I really didn't mean to make fun of the Indian man earlier. Like, I was actually curious. I'm Romani, which is like... Technically are called... Oh my god, did you just... Did you just say you're Romani? Yes. Oh, okay. Wait, so you're a gypsy? A lot of us... I don't really know why the Romani like mountains, but they do. I don't know. I was having this conversation earlier with someone, but apparently like Romani people like mountains. I don't know. I was thinking about that today. I don't know what their fucking deal is, but but that is so interesting. What else do you think you have about you that is very um like like do you really resonate with your Romani um bloodline? Well, okay. Honestly, I'm still kind of learning about it, but I had this really weird thing once. Okay, so I got a psych reading for fun because I was in Florida a few weeks ago and me and my mom were like, oh, we should get psychic readings while we're down here because there was a psychic down there. And she knew the name of my great grandmother, who is Romani. Like, that's where it kind of comes from. Her name is Josephine. And she mentioned her name. And it was a couple of days after I re- learned what her name was. And I was like, that's a little weird. She was like, you have a spirit guide named Josephine. Do you know Josephine? And I was like, apparently, I, yeah, I do, actually. That's, it was a little weird. It was. Addie, uh, would you like to do like a reading for uh, No Scope here? I don't know if I can really compare with what I'm assuming the, the gypsy, um, or sorry, Romani uh, tarot reader was would be able to give her but no scope do you know um what your sign is like your your astrological sign or any of them like sun moon Um, rising i'm at may 17th that's like a the 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 taurus right isn't that the birthday that means you're really like me too everyone hates you Whatever. Oh, I know. That's the 18th. Yeah, you're, you, that's, um, sorry, I, I thought I was unmuted. That's a Taurus. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, May 17th, that's a Taurus. You know, what's interesting about that is that, um, like, Taurus in general, or Tauri, whatever, they're generally supposed to be pretty, like, family-oriented, so it's really interesting that you want to get your tubes tied. That doesn't really... Um, well, you know what? I'm a Taurus too, and I'm a bitch. I love my family. <laughs> Just like I wouldn't want, because I do want to have kids one one day, but I'd like to adopt. Mm. Options available, but I right. wouldn't want. It's very admirable. Do you want like? I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe like, I, I'm. Would you want like a to adopt from China or from the U.S.? You know, the the India thing that just happened was a little bit contentious, so I'm not. You know, I don't know I'll if you're anywhere. You know what? I am a little. What's the word? Is it superstitious or the opposite of super? I forgot what the fuck superstitious means. Yeah, def- definitely Never... don't marry an. Don't don't adopt or marry an Indian. Don't do it. Yeah, like, that option agencies are super hard. So whichever one, they're like, okay, this one's available. You can have it. I'd be like, you know, what? it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a little retarded. I don't care what race it is. I'll take it because mm-hmm. that would be. So you're just like, yeah, that's, that's they are. 
Like getting accepted for any kid is super hard. It's like I got accepted for it. I don't care what it is. You know, give it to me. No scope. I have Indian kids, and I would recommend, uh, like, because my wife is Indian, I, I would recommend not uh, adopting an Indian. You know, uh, I'm origin, right? That's where Romani like people originate from is India. Like, I'm part hmm. Indian. I thought the Romani's uh, originated North from Indian. Egypt. No. That's incorrect. It's West Asia and South Asia. I would love to see Adonis and Noscope have a conversation. I think it would go really, really well. Probably not. Probably not. I don't have a good relationship with the Romani Gypsies. Specifically for me, because I took a DNA test. It's Northern India for me. You know, I don't really know how accurate those tests are, but it's usually around like West and South Asia. So a lot of gypsies do have, you know, Indian origin. So like, what part of Europe did you make your way from? I have no fucking idea, but I'm going to assume it's Ireland. Oops, sorry. That's that's Netflix. It was in the background. I didn't oh, you're a pikey. I don't know. I don't know. I'm maybe, a, maybe a Bosnia-Herzegnova. My DNA test, it says I'm like British, Indian, and that's about it. I don't really got much else in there. Sounds good to me. It said you're British and Indian. I mean, that yeah. sort of... That you should consider, Indian, you should consider there are some classes you can take. There are these classes that will make your accent sound really, really Indian. You should try them. Like, just to kind of maybe, like, push that Indian side of you. Maybe, uh, right? So you can maybe sound Indian in front of other people. You know what? I really don't believe in classes. I really think that they're really expensive these days. And I feel like we can really just watch a YouTube tutorial for anything. So I think I'll just watch a YouTube tutorial or like copy. That's actually extremely pragmatic. I like the idea. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You know know what? Can I try one right now? Can you guys judge me honestly? Yeah. First time I've tried. Don't be too mean because I haven't tried an Indian accent before. But I'm kind of curious. I think. Oh, I know a game we can play. Everyone in here has to do an Indian accent. Oh, I don't think I'll be participating in that. No scope. I think I'm getting a little bit bored. No scope. I don't want to be mean, but I think I'm getting like a little bit bored of you. Wait, I I would like to hear the Indian accent, though, and then maybe we can move on. Yeah, I I second that. Let's hear what she's got. Yeah, no scope. Okay, go ahead. Give us your Indian accent, and then we'll determine where we go from there. So if you want to talk over me, just literally tell me to shut up. Because I know my voice is a little Shut up. Okay, fine. God. No, no, Indian please accent. do the Indian, Indian accent. accent. Nothing and else then... except for the Indian accent. Yeah. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a three-part space hosted by CEO coach Bruce Wrangler. Confessions. Beautiful experiences you cherish. Recorded on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus. Open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island. Build a little bunker then wait for the timer count down to zero day exploiting every
every exploit in your internet sex toys and emitting vibrations through the ether. Did you just come? Me either. At the right time, blindly following stars in the night sky. Part of me might ride away with the prize fight. Man versus everything else until the time's right. Unleash the cracking. No, wait, that was crack. Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up. Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem. Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm. Mishandling the captions. Who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom. Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template. Like it matters if it's a blue or red state. Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic And so if your oxygen level falls too low And it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks. If you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Ten spaces.